and we're back with the next episode of the Irrelevant Podcast. I am your host, Will, joined once again by Jason, ya boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know what else to call you, but it's <laughs> it's Jason. I have many names. What's your middle name, if you don't mind me asking? <clears throat> Winnebago. What is it actually, though? It's Winnebago. Okay, no, it's not. <laughs> I can go for ten minutes just giving you fake middle names. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so you just want to get right into the recommendation? I don't give any fucks at all. All right. So, (laughs) um, Jason recommended to me a band I had never heard of called Latitudes. And he sent me a, um, an actual, a pretty short playlist of seven songs that I guess he thought were the best and he wanted me to listen to. Yeah, these are my favorites. Yeah. Okay. So, um, could you give me a little more background about the band? Yep. So, Latitudes are, <coughs> excuse me, a band from England, and they kind of implement a lot of um, most of their stuff. Kind of sounds like melodic black metal, but it's not like dark and depressing. It's more like melancholic and like kind of like that sad, beautiful sort of range. But the vocals are, and I like this band. Like this is kind of like the downfall and also the charm of some of these bands is the vocalist is really known for using his voice as an instrument. So a lot of it is held notes and kind of in the background, soft melodies, none of it's screaming. It's all just very soft vocals. And a lot of the, a lot of the melodies are speed picked or tremoloed, but um, they have some like riffage in there, but a lot of it is like trancey and just, you can kind of space out to it. It's good for like late night drives and all that. So this one was, I didn't know if you were going to like this one or not, but I enjoy these guys a lot. I did. I, I did like this. Um, keep It keeps proving to me um, how progressive metal is just, it's one of the best genres out there, I think. I don't know if um, they would consider this prog. This is more like, I, we can get as pretentious I as would. we want with the subgenres, but like, it's more yeah, of like, it's like... <laughs> It's kind of like psychedelic blackened metal, I guess. I don't know. I mean, also, that's, maybe that's, a little bit of post in there. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of prog, though. I mean, prog to me well, is like much of like like wanky rhythms and leads, like meter changes, you know, time changes, all that shit. Um, I guess it, it felt like prog for me because I got a bunch of Mastodon vibes. Yeah. Um, And Mastodon, you know, we, we've talked about them. They're great. They're already like in my top three bands. Um, it's just like, I guess progressive metal in the way I understand it. It's it's like that metal that's like it's aggressive and it's dark and brooding, but at the same time it's like sad and peaceful and beautiful. And it also um, like did I say it's melodic? You might have. I. But yeah, oh, I, mean, yeah. I agree. So, like like a lot yeah, of bands like, can tip to either scale. Not many do all of them at the same time, but yeah, these guys have leaned on more of the melancholic, melodic kind of thing. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, obviously every genre has its ranges and subgenres and different styles um, of how you can do a genre, but I think uh, progressive metal, it's very, um, it's very adaptable, I think. Um, but also, like, I think you can so tell when a song is 
prog metal, I think. Just not just like you said with all those like weird crazy rhythms and stuff like that. But it, it just has that that sound. It's very hard to describe. Like it just it's very attention grabbing. It's very ominous and it's also very like ethereal, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think that's you can the one see I get for. At. Yeah, I do, and I I get ethereal a lot for this one, especially. I don't know. Did you get a chance to look at the album covers? I did. I I um I was gonna talk about that. So for the songs, um, that Jason recommended, because I, I know you guys don't know what songs we're talking about right now. <laughs> we don't even know the um, album. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Jason recommended from what's the name of this album? I can't see. I think so I did like o- three albums of songs total that I like yes. that are my favorites. Yeah, so Old Sunlight, Jason recommended Body Within a Body, In Rush's Bound, and Alter Pieces. From Agonist, Jason recommended Antichamber and Hunting Dance. And from Part Island, Jason recommended The Great Part and Underlie. I think um, it's The Great Past. What about it? I think the song is the great past, not the great part. No, yeah, I was I was talking about the album. Oh, yeah, the song. Okay, never mind. The, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. The, the song is the great past. The, I was saying the album is part island. Okay, they, sorry. I, I like mixed the two in my head. Never mind. God, stuff confused me, Jason. Oh, yeah. I thought they were all really good songs. Um, the one that really stood out to me was Antichamber. Yeah, so that's actually the first song I ever heard from them. That's like a very mm. like, and that's okay. what I'm saying with his vocals being used as an instrument. That part where he comes in, he sounds like he's whining that like really like whaley, just like heartfelt like note that he does. And the vocal yeah. is kind of yeah. it's like the Tool thing, but I think they do it a lot more than Tool does. The vocals are very low in the mix, so it's like they're really just part to be part of the background. So like it, the vocals are definitely not center stage in this band, and a lot of people don't like that. Because they're so used to most bands having the vocals be the center point and also the focal point. So it's like they can't really get into bands that don't have that. But I really enjoy it. Yeah, Antichamber was like the first song I heard. I was like, dude, this is fucking different. I like this a lot. I remember I showed my little sister Reflection. And then she was like, is there any words in this 11-minute song? You know, It's like like a four-minute intro. (laughs) Right, it's four minutes in and then... (laughs) Oh um, yeah, but Antichamber, I love the intro. It just and I love this that you know I'm I'm a sucker for the motive of like I, whether this was the intention or not of like the we're in hell we're fighting our way out and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's just it's such a timeless. Um, you got that feeling from that song. I got a, that feeling from a lot of these songs. I don't like I said I don't know if that's what they were going for. That's what I got out of it. Um, also, I, I love. Oh, sorry. I think to me, like, it's, I mean, because I feel that with some of the songs, not with all of them, but I can see, like, because it has, like, an ominous sort of atmosphere, it's, like, being comfortable in that, so it's, like, you're you're not afraid of it there if you're there to do battle or you're there to cope with whatever problems that you're going through, so it's, like, it's, like, an overcoming type of feeling, I guess, is what I could feel like. Relates. Right, like, it, I guess for not, like, for ever, sorry, huh? I guess, like, it won't necessarily be that way for everyone you know because like not everyone gets that that demon hell vibe but that's what i get i mean i know like everyone you can uh, overcome a struggle as small as like i'm gonna 
finish reading my book or something. <laughs> um, but um, I just feel like, especially with like the the chord progression and like the note selection, which I think are very good. Yeah. I just it, I, I I love complimenting note selection. I'm just like, yes, thank you for doing that note. Like it just it's so good. Yeah. Um, and I love notes choices that like kind of not confuse me or piss me off, but just kind of like, huh, you know, it's an interesting choice. Exactly. And not, and, and also like there's sometimes where I'm like, okay, that just sounds bad. And you were just trying to do something that was like, you know, yeah, I'm, it's I, like, it's like using dissonance to cost tension, but it's just like way too much dissonance. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example of a song that does that, that, um, but I'm I'm blanking. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, a lot of like super like hardcore bands or deathcore beatdown or like they always do like a bunch of like random noises that don't fit in the actual context of the song. They just use it as a dramatic effect. And sometimes oh, yeah. it's cool and sometimes yeah. it's really fucking annoying. Yeah, actually I, I, I have thought of so I kinda get that from like Nirvana. Well, in their case, he just wasn't polished. Like they were just raw, so I think like it wasn't like deliberate note choices. It was just we're gonna do what we're gonna do. <laughs> Yeah, like, they're one of those bands where I get why people like them. I just think, like, it, it was just because of the time that they were in. Really. Mm, I see. But we could talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, the album cover for Agonist I thought was fantastic. I love the color tone. I love just that image of a boar, you know, and then, like, the, the wolf or whatever it is next to it, and it looks kind of scared. It's just... Yeah. It's and like I said the color tone that like slight yellow sepia kind of thing. Yeah, where where it's black yeah. and white, yeah, but it's like instead of the instead of being white, it's like this kind of slightly tinted Tint. yellow. It just it gives yeah. this real sense of unease. My favorite one is The Old Sunlight. That's my favorite album cover from them. Uh, with the one with the head. Yeah. That one's not yeah. really my thing. I just like that kind of style of like colors and things, but yeah, the I like the because it's like a classical painting almost. That's why I like those the one on the agonist. Yeah. Um. I guess the other. The, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know. I guess like the album cover for sunlight. Like, I get what it's going for, and like like you said, I do like the colors, and I like how the colors are like kind of muted so that they're not like just in your face. Um, I like the design on the bottom. It's just like, I don't know, something about the face. It just throws me off. It's more like, I like the geometric stuff that it does. And like the old, it looks like the, um, if you go to like an old folk storybook, the way that they do the lines. I've always liked that kind of style. So, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah. but anyway, on the, uh, the other song on the Algonist was a hunting dance. And I like the, I like the rhythm on that one a lot. Oh, me too. Yeah. Those two songs were one of my favorites. Um, I think my I, favorite off of the entire one is The Great Past. I love that fucking song. That was interesting. I always like Levity and stuff like that. That beginning, I mean, he's a really good singer. I don't know. What's his name? I actually don't know. I don't know much about this band. They're such a small band. They have like, I, I think his name is John. I, I remember I actually sent them a message on Facebook because <laughs> I wanted to cover one of their songs and I asked John. him what tuning it was. Something, I don't know. Did he uh, respond to yeah, he did. He told me with tuning, and I just oh, said that I love your music. So like, they're I talked to one of the guys, but I I don't know. They're I they never tour. Like they're 
they're like such a small local band from the, not local band but such a small band from the UK. I don't think I've ever done an American tour ever. Wow, they sound very professional. I love yeah. the the way that this was mixed, and I love the instrumentation. Yeah, it's very and, well made. Yeah, I'm not able to explain it as well as like you would be able to, but um, yeah, like I I figured you would agree with me. Everything sounds cohesive. Like there's not one thing that sticks out. Like ooh, that's not a good choice. Like everything is mixed smoothly. Nothing really just shouts out at you. Everything is balanced. Like it's such a soothing experience. It's always good when you have like a heavy metal track that's soothing. Oh yeah, definitely. I get that a lot with Gojira. Yeah, um, their production even... is a little bit more rough around the edges on some of the stuff. They make some weird production choices, but for the most part, I, I do like the majority of their production. Um, but yeah, the Latitudes, whatever the fuck they do, it sounds good. Like their yeah. tone on everything is fucking cool. Yeah, I, I definitely want to listen to more of them. In terms of like the smaller bands that you recommended, like um, Deftones, Chevelle... And all those, those are not like, smaller bands. Those are major fucking bands. No, I mean, I'm not saying small to this scale, but oh. those aren't exactly like household names, though. You know, like my Death mom. No- yeah, no, but like my mom doesn't know who that is. Like my mom knows who like Metallica is. My mom knows who Megadeth is. Yeah. And stuff yeah, like that. Besides this. Yeah. Besides the big fucking four, like Black Sabbath, like nobody's going to know who any of these bands are. The, but what I'm saying is like they're massive fucking bands. Okay, I guess like not... Like, millions of followers. Okay, I get. Oh, well, I'm, well, I'm sure. Okay, I guess my mom wasn't a good standard. I guess, like, my dad... <laughs> like, my dad probably doesn't know who Chevelle is, probably doesn't know who Deftones is, but he does know who Tool is. He does know all those other, you know, metal and rock bands, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, um, yeah, these yeah, guys no, are a lot is... smaller than all of them. Yeah. Or, okay, I guess... I'll change it to this. Out of all the bands that I had never heard of that you recommended to me. Okay. This is probably my favorite. Neither this or or Chevelle. But some of the Chevelle songs I thought were like kind of boring and like underdeveloped. And that's the kind of thing. And I I can't, I feel like I have this conversation with you every time. Like I I feel like some of the songs you think are like kind of boring on this because some of them do drone on. But I know you kind of like that style, so it's like if it's not like a traditional song structure being boring, it's like the just spacing out to the melodies and just the actual sounds of it. Like the one that I thought you weren't going to like was Alter Pieces. I just love the fucking riff on that song so much. Um, for Chevelle? No, for uh, Latitudes, the, the song Alter Pieces. Alter Pieces, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I like that one. I liked all of these. Like, there wasn't really any one that... I thought like, mm, I like this one less than the other ones. Like I thought it was, and especially like the order and like your actual choice of songs was very nice. Like it, especially in the morning when it was like, it was, it was like 5 a.m. I'm out on 66, like do, <laughs> do, like working and stuff like that. It was, it was just what I needed, man. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like these are like, they obviously they have more albums and they have more songs, but these are like my favorite all time songs. And I didn't mean to make the list so short. But like since they were longer, I figured it's a good runtime anyway for these seven. Um, I, I thought it was a. I thought it was. I mean, obviously, I know you probably wanted to pick more songs, but from this, I think this was great. I liked the. It was kind of short, but not too short. You know. Yeah, it was a good length. But um, yeah. So there's that one. There's also uh, Underlie, which is like their softer acoustic one. That one was really folky to me. 
Yeah, I got that too. Yeah, the the great past and underlie were the two kind of most distinct ones. Yeah, I Are love those that the, melody yeah. on the great past. That like the like the end like lead melody that he does. Yeah. Or wait, it was I think in like body within a body. Like yeah. there were there was like those boom like the, those really deep notes in the background. I thought were so good. I was like. Man, Jason, he did it. He did it. <laughs> yeah, they um they do like and that's the cool thing I like about them a lot is like they just there's like some bands like they'll put synths and other types of sounds in excess just to say we put a cool sound, but they really are specific in the types of sounds that they actually choose. And the greatest example of that is like Antechamber, right? So that's a very simple melody, but it is very specific in how it sounds. So like it, like if if you were to like pick up your guitar and play that it probably would sound like it would sound you know it would sound good but it wouldn't sound like fucking like it wouldn't pull any emotional strings from you so like that's why like tone is very fucking important how something sounds versus the notes and the melodies that you're actually playing especially when it comes to simple melodies like if you're not playing something that's impressive like you really have to make sure it sounds great or sounds interesting at least so it's like that very clean just i can't even describe the way that guitar part just comes in it's just super soft and like it's foreshadowing something coming and then the drums kick in it's just it's such a fucking cool song oh yeah like i love the that kind of story-esque structure of it you know yeah and that's what we we're talking about with the last one with like especially with mastodon and with some of the gojira's that spirit of adventure so like it, i get like insane adventure vibes with this band like i just want to go on some sort of journey that means something yeah i kind of i kind of got that too like it was some sort of like anime or something or like some kind of show i was I was watching from like the early 2000s. Very, very cool. Yeah, it has like some hints of nostalgia for some reason. Yeah, yeah I was, I was going to say that because um, I definitely have gotten that with, with some of the stuff you've recommended to me. But this one really did, um, especially for like times in which like I have been alive, you know, because like I'm, I remember I was telling how on the sword um with warp rider i really got those like kind of 90s like we're we're jamming in the garage kind of vibes you know but i wasn't alive (laughs) during that time right so i don't have nostalgia for that it just kind of made me think of like a a world i guess or like a culture um but whereas like this makes me think of like the early 2000s and like the xbox for some reason and like other things that came out in the early 2000s like you know i I don't know like, like the incredibles for some reason i think falls into that i like i i there's something about like the sci-fi fantasy kind of thing that was going on in that time you know it's just i don't know if it's just because i was alive then and that's when i was really little and impressionable to those things but that's just kind of what i get out of this and it was it was really interesting experience listening to it not only just because of the music but because of that that kind of bizarre yet fascinating nostalgic vibe yeah yeah and at the same time it also feels like something in a completely different direction because like there's a lot of bands in this style especially because like they the latitude is a very specific sound it's like there's like there's there's things they do in every song that are the same right so it's like they're not very diverse in what they do like you're not gonna have like i don't know how the best way to explain this like i said it sounds like like I said, most of the melodies are tremolo picked. You have some riffy stuff, some chords, and a lot of it is like synth and melodies and cool little sounds in the background. But like oh, the yeah, way they like, do it is super fucking cool. 
Yeah, because, um, you know, as someone who does prefer melodic music, um, this, you know, being not particularly melodic and it's more just about the actual, um, you know, like just the actual, what's the opposite of that? Like, I don't, how would you say? What do you mean? Opposite of what? Melodic? Melody? Yeah, like I say, more rhythmic. Like most people, like, and that's a very like Neanderthal way to put it. But like, I feel like most bands are either very, they're very rhythmic or they're very melodic. Not very like really good bands can combine the two. Like I feel like Mastodon is good melodic, has good melodies and it's good rhythmically interesting. But like, not many bands can do that. So they're either one or the other. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the same thing. Like rap is a good example. Rap is super rhythmic, but there's not that many very rappers that are, have great melodies and. I know there's a shit ton of rappers that do have great melodies, but I'm saying as a genre overall, it's not a very melodic genre. Oh yeah, besides R and B and all that shit, I'm, I'm talking like straight up rap, not like soul and R and B and definitely whatever. yeah, yeah. Because like the the rap music, which is very little that I actually do like, I found that like I like it because of the actual like way that the music is constructed. You know, because a lot of the like um you know Kendrick is a very good example. I really like the way he uses like real world things and also like instruments and stuff like that. And I like how like some of his songs you could like play with like a, a band, you know, it's really cool. Like on To Pimp a Butterfly, a lot of it's kind of jazzy, you know, yeah. but then he, he makes it rap at the same time, um, yeah. which I think is and really clarify, interesting. I don't give a fuck if like, like rap doesn't need to be melodic. Like I, I am not one of those people that no, are like, oh, exactly. yeah, I don't give a fuck. I like rap. But my point is just like it's very hard to be very good. It's it's hard to be talented rhythmically and also like you have great melodies. Like it's just difficult to do. So that's how I always kind of lump two categories of music. Yeah, a good example of um, melodic versus rhythmic. I don't know how much you're familiar with this kind of stuff, but so like John Williams, right, is a great example of a composer who's, you know, he's melodic. He's extremely melodic. Everyone knows the melodies he's written. He's very good at motifs. He's very good at like setting up themes and attaching things and ideas to, you know, he's, he's, he's excellent at that. And then the opposite of that, like the rhythmic guy would be Hans Zimmer, who's very good at like using, um, you know, real world things, you know, uh, to like fit with like the stories telling. And, and he uses a lot of like ostinatos and things just create like an atmosphere he's more it's not about the music it's more about like you know I'm, I'm not saying that the music john williams puts in his like rights for movies doesn't fit with the movie but you know you could listen to john williams's music and it, it's like a symphony you know it could almost be like beethoven and other like classical western music whereas like hans zimmer you can listen to the music by itself but i think it was, it was more it's more designed for like getting you into the movie i guess yeah, and, and just, are way more fucking dramatic right like they're more dramatic and they're they also feel almost like realer if that makes sense yeah like i, I don't know because obviously like like uh you know john williams is more traditional and it's more like uh how would you say like it's you could definitely tell it's more like um like it's it's telling a story you know like like the fantasy like the good guys versus the bad guys whereas like Hans Zimmer is like no no we're just like in the war this is like what the world is you know I don't know yeah. um but yeah I, yeah I think that um Latitudes was very good at balancing both of those um 
Yeah, which a is lot not, of their stuff is their drums are very like trancey, kind of tribal rhythmic, and then the guitars that gives them the space to kind of do whatever because they don't have to focus on a specific room. It's like a lot of it is just like droned out tremolo melodies, but like yeah, I said, especially I, on the Great Pass, they have like some riffy parts in between, um, and then also on some other songs too. But um, like oh, especially yeah, I mean, like it's altar on, pieces, like altar pieces is a rhythmic song, really more than a melodic song. Yeah, and like they had it all throughout their songs. Like their songs are very they're varied and. That's what I really liked about. It. Like, I never really, I never got bored listening to any of the songs, um, which was really nice. Yeah, I um, I've been listening to them for a minute, and it sucks. Like, it, I always <laughs> the the common like joke that I always have inside with myself. Like, there's always a band that I really love. Like, oh, if there's a band like that, this band I totally want to be in if I could pick my genre of music. But like, if I really think about like a band, I'd be super happy with being in. Like, they're a type of band I'd really want to be in. Like, this is what I want to do. If I can make a nice. career doing this type of music, oh my god, I'd fucking nut every day. <laughs> nice. But um, I the one thing I actually never really got into was the lyrics, because I've never really cared to... But I'm actually kind of interested to go back into the lyrics and just see if I can even make them out. <laughs> yeah, I did not pay attention to lyrics at all. <laughs> yeah, they're not designed to, and that's kind of the point. Yeah, I like that. It was just kind of putting my mind away. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, the, uh, but the themes, like, it's almost cause like the, it, like, it makes you like, it's the cool thing about instrumental music. Like it makes you force your vision upon it. So it's the majority of it's instrumental and you can't really hear the majority of the lyrics. So you just have to go off of the, the album cover and then the title track and the, the tracks of the, of whatever the fuck. So it's like, you have to figure out like what, like you, you make your own story to the song, which is really cool. And that's the one thing I've loved about instrumental music, but this one is a little bit nicer because it's not like fully instrumental so like you can kind of get like a better sense of the direction that it wants to go in and while you add your own attributes to it yeah um i kind of get that with tool as well um where i mean obviously like you can pick out the words but like a lot of times like you're you're probably not even really paying attention to it you're probably paying attention more to the actual music um Wait, can you hear me? Yeah, I think you cut out for a second. Oh, no, I thought you cut out for a second. No. <laughs> uh, shit, okay. Fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think Tool, the vocals are more meant to be noticed. But with this, um, yeah, like, I can't re- remember a word he was saying. I just, like, every time I think of his vocals, I think of him, like, holding a very, like... I don't even know the word to describe it, like the way that he holds the notes, or it's just the specific way that he sings. Like in my head, I can just yeah, I can just hear the pitch that he's trying to go for. It's like that's what I attribute to his singing with, and that's why I think he's unique. And it's also because I've listened to live clips, and that style is fucking difficult to do live. Not because just the physical challenge of like you 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 listen to very talented singers, the majority of them are very good in the rhythm. I'm, I'm sorry, in the verses part, and then something in the chorus, but like any time most singers try to hold out a note live, for the most part, it's it's off. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it's a little off most of the time. Sure, sure. Even if they're a phenomenal singer. So it's like, this style is fucking difficult to do. Just, not even just to perform it, but just the way that it sounds, because like, you can't mix your vocals like, like that live. It's very difficult to do. Like that's why most of these bands are pretty much studio bands. And it's probably why they don't tour that much because it's just difficult to get a good sound live. 
Because, like, if it doesn't sound off, like, the vocals are going to be way too loud or just, like, way too quiet to where you can't hear them. So, like, it's hard to get that sweet spot. I bet. So, that's that's the one thing that I think is, you know, we don't... I'm sure we have the technology, but no one's really figured out, you know, quite yet how to make that sound good live. But I've listened to some of the tracks. Like, it's it, it's not bad. Like, they do their best, and it's not, like, super, super off. It's, like, it's a little more pitchy. Because the shit's so fucking loud and you're trying to sing soft, it's difficult. <laughs> Did I ever send you that really awesome version of um, Reflection, the, the the live version? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that version multiple times, but yeah. Yeah, that's a good example of what you were talking about. Because like, I think Maynard's singing, like it's just not on par with how he, you know how it sounds in the studio. But the actual music, though, I thought was was like better than the the studio version i was blown yeah. away i thought like like that the way they performed that version like i it's i'm like i can't even believe like i'm 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 at a loss of words like literally it's so good yeah. and yeah i mean it's just the more you like the more sounds are added to the mix and if your vocals are softer it's difficult to find a way to make it poke through but like um, Born in Winter from Gojira is a good example. He's like, I don't even play that song live anymore because the vocals are way too low. He's like almost whispering that shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, can't really do that live without making it sound utterly horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, Save it for the acoustic tour. Yeah, like the unplugged tour. <laughs> Gojira unplugged. That'd be really funny. Just hear like the scraping of metal strings on the acoustic as you're speed picking them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah but um going back to the reflection um like how you were saying like how like yeah his voice is kind of drowned out a little bit but i think it that does the song of, i'm not saying like it does it's it's there's like the studio version's bad but it just it kind of boosts it because it brings out that like like those those high notes on the guitar, like the da da like the da 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 like oh it's and the way they do it yeah. they they start doing it earlier in the the actual song and it it's louder and you it's more apparent it just mm, it's so yeah. good and when I listen to the studio version I'm like oh that's not there. <laughs> well, I think the one thing that's like unique about that well not unique about them that's the wrong word like one thing that's cool about them is not even just Maynard but everybody. When they play live, they always do a little variation that they didn't do in the studio. That's really cool sounding. So like, especially like when he 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 usually changes the rhythm and the inflection a lot on the ends of the words. Like sometimes he'll do like a little run on the end of the word that he didn't do in the studio that sounds ten times better than what he did in the studio. So I feel like he does a bunch of different takes and different styles, and then picks the one that he likes the best, and then he like does the rest of the ones live. Is what my guess would be. Yeah, I guess because I mean like. You could, they could do whatever they want. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one thing that's always irritating. It's like I don't want to have to find the live version of the song to hear the specific part because I like the way he does it better than on the album. <laughs> it's so yeah, stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of like when they release um, like alternate versions of films, and it's like oh, that's annoying because it's like they'll have this really cool version of this edited. They have this really cool thing in this edited version of the movie, but then it's like okay, but I also like stuff from the original cut but then it's like oh well what if i want to watch you know because this cut has this stuff and that can i'm like can there just be one cut <laughs> i mean i'm not saying it has to be that way but just sometimes it's annoying yeah it, it can get too much it's like 
I, I was seeing um seeing things on this show on Netflix, Kaleidoscope, where it's like the old Goosebump books. It's like you choose where the story can go, and there's like a bunch of different endings. Like, I don't want to fucking, I don't have time for that. I don't want to fucking pick a goddamn storyline, because then I want to watch all of them. It's just like, this is stupid. Right, it's like I'm bad at, enough at making real-life decisions, so. Yeah, the books were cool because I had more patience back then. Now it's like, I don't want to fucking choose what shitty ending. Like, just make the best one and give it to me. Yeah, just pick it for me. That's why I'm paying yeah. you to do it. Yeah, it's like, I don't care. Like, it, I'm sure they're all going to be shitty endings. Just fucking pick one. Pick the less shitty of them. Yeah, I never read those books. They are they are fun. I'm not gonna lie, because it's like it's uh, it's a game. Like you get you feel like you have fates. But then I, the reason why those fucked me up because I wanted to know how they all ended. So like I read the same book like five fucking times and it took forever. And just to see all the endings and then yeah, it's just like I don't want to do this every book. I can imagine it's kind of predictable though, or I don't know. I haven't read it, but I'm just asking. I don't remember. I just I just remember I always flipped it because you have to keep flipping to specific pages to see what an ending is. Just like what the fuck. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that was so annoying. Like with with games, you know, where you can just like that, you could choose what your response to like the, in the dialogue. I'm like, okay, there's way too many options. Like this is just too much. Yeah, I hate those kind of games. Like if if I don't if I'm not already doing what I want to do, then I don't want to play it. <laughs> yeah. Like I I hate it. Just takes too much time. I don't want to stand there while some fucking NPCs awkwardly talking really slow and I have to just like I don't even care what he's saying I just want to play <laughs> oh yeah exactly um <laughs> nice yeah so um latitudes definitely gonna be checking them out in the future yeah I wish they would fucking tour man I would love to see them live cause I would be right there and like it's it'd be at a venue where I could actually go up and talk to the fucking band Cause, like they'd be at their merch table, or like I'd see them walking back yeah. or something. So like I love the like I love a band where like I don't have to pay like over a hundred dollars and it's in a fucking arena. I can actually like go and talk to the people because I really enjoy that. I enjoy asking people how they got the dude. I don't give a fuck. I'll walk, dude. I was at a festival, this like this like uh this doom festival. And it's at this small little cafe, and there's, like, semi-big bands that were there, so it was cool. I literally walked up to, like, three different, like, bands, and I asked them, like, what fucking, like, specific pedal they use for this one song. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. I'll ask you anything. <laughs> ah. I love talking. Because, like, it's, it's like, part of my brain is just, like, this has been part of my life for so many years, and I'm actually been able to, like, interact with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure so it's, I, it's cool. I thoroughly enjoy talking to bands like that. I would see... What I was thinking of doing is, I don't know if you want to use this as a medium, but like I've always been in, like interested in doing like, inv- uh, God damn, I can't talk, <clears throat> fucking interviewing and just like, cause I, I just, I naturally like talking to people and asking questions about what their setup is or what their music means and all that good shit. It's generally like the best conversations I've had in my life have been those. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to go through all the podcasts and like post um clips, you know, where it's like. It'll be like, you know, Jason's take on this or Will's take on this or, you know, stuff. So, like, you know how, like, Joe Rogan kind of does? Yeah, those stupid little YouTube shorts or whatever. Yeah, because I think that yeah. would that would just get people to be more... Because, you know, a lot of people, I guess, for a podcast, they might be turned off because it's like, oh, three hours long, you know. But so, but if they... Because they don't really know, I guess, necessarily what we're talking about. 
But then if they hear see clips that are really short of the specific thing, they're like, oh, okay, like that might be because that's how I how I started listening to Joe Rogan more because I didn't know who he was. So I was like, oh, it's just some dude. And then I just heard, saw some things in my recommended three minutes. Okay, that's that's an interesting topic. I'll watch that. And then you know, so I'm uh, I'm gonna, I'm definitely probably gonna start doing that soon. Yeah, I mean it's it's more work, but I mean it's it's yeah. useful if you actually like. Do you actually want to grow it? I mean, if it does, I don't know, because I'm already doing a bunch of, <laughs> I'm already doing a bunch of other stuff that can, that can do a lot of stuff for me. So, yeah, it just it's kind of slow in the draw these days. Yeah, no, it's 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 an if I can get to it kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I still think the one thing that'd be fun is to bring on more guests and do all that fun shit. So that would be fun. Jerking each other off for three hours. Yeah, right. Talking about the same shit about how the government <laughs> is corrupt. <laughs> Fuck all these yeah. specific insert name and group of people every podcast. <laughs> right. Um, um yeah, no, I I'd, I'd love to have more people on. Um So but it's like the only person who I know would do it with us is Adrian cuz like no one else at the store is going to want to do it. Um, no, the, the whole point is to find people that would be like act like, you know, like prominent guests or like actual, you know what I mean, like a reason for people to click on it, not just like our dumbass friends. <laughs> Oh, 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 you mean like, oh, hey, we got not like, doesn't need to be this big. Yeah. Oh, like Maynard or whatever. Like, well, not even that. Just like people like, like, even I mean, if it's like someone that does something interesting, like, I, I don't want to bring another person on just to fucking just have conversations like these. Like, like if we find oh, someone yeah, interesting locally and, and actually be fun, like to have other people listen to it, then that makes sense. But like, like I'm saying, oh, I, yeah. I don't think it makes sense um, to bring on like another random person. <laughs> yeah. Like, um. I did a podcast with my friend Mark. Uh, shout out to you if you're watching this. Um, I did one with him, and that one got significantly more views because he's from New Orleans and like people know him. So I guess people are like, "Oh, I want to hear what they're going to talk about." Yeah, precisely. Like yeah, like specific it, people, right? Like it was him that that drew the attention. Obviously, the topics were really interesting, and the stuff I put in the thumbnail on what I said the topics. I mean, at least for me, <laughs> but. I could tell, like, people were like, oh, yeah, no, I want to hear Will and Mark. Yeah, so, like, especially because I listen to, I, I can't, it's been fucking a long time ago, but, like, like having specific stories and you ask him specific questions about his life, like, stuff like that, like, finding interesting people to just have a conversation with. I don't want to, what I don't want is just another third person just to fucking have the same conversation that we're having. <laughs> Adrian. Ooh. It just doesn't, well, not even, well... <laughs> anybody anybody random like it just doesn't make sense though if he does something really fucking stupid and funny then yeah i want to bring him on you know what i mean like i want it to oh, be yeah. very like specific yeah but that's why i want to have matt on this on the podcast because he has a bunch of cool stories it's too whipped yeah i don't know he can't he he's still dealing with the aftermath <laughs> um i have I'm, a couple of people in mind that would be kind of fun for it but it's just the audio thing is another fucking pitfall so it's like yeah. i have to like put them in the same room as me and then like use the same mic setup and just have awkwardly so i don't unless they already have a good setup but regardless we'll figure it out but i i still think it'd be a fun thing to do because yeah. i've always like interviewing but yeah i fucking yeah I I always think about a bunch of bands that like I haven't listened to in a while and like that have been some of my favorites. So I was scrolling through my music. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna do these guys because these guys are a major. And I've I've loved this rabbit hole of just going down and find because 
Um, YouTube music does this too, but Google Play always, if you have a specific artist that you're searching for, they have a similar artist list. And I would spend hours going through similar artists and finding all the bands that I liked. I need to take more advantage of that because I don't do that enough. Um, I don't do much anymore because just of time. So I'm trying to get back into it, but I would... Dude, I would search for fucking hours. Like, I, I would, I, and then, like, it, I would spend an hour doing it, and then I'm getting frustrated because, like, I'm finding bands that are kind of close and not what I'm looking for, and then I'll accidentally discover one band, and then I'm just like, oh, here we go. And then I'd spend the next, like, two hours just diving into their whole discography. I would literally take the fucking scroller and just, like, I would, I would, I would comb through the songs, and then when I'd hear something interesting, I would just let it play. So that's how I picked my favorite songs. I would just go through mm. and just pick all. Like it, it was really retarded the way I did it, but I, it was always fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's nice. Yeah, I I need to do that more because like I just have that. I get comfortable too easily with like the music I listen to, and obviously, I have I do listen to a wide variety of music. I'm so glad and thankful that i have built up this like incredible palette of like so many different genres and things i can like fall back to and i have this and that for different situations and everything but at the same time there's still a lot of music i need to listen to (laughs) it's too much man sometimes it's a big sensory overload and like it it overwhelms me it's just like holy fuck there's so much shit i'm missing right now like I'm like that in a lot of other areas of my life. It's not good. Oh, so yeah. Because, like, comes like, into music, it's like, I'm missing everything. Yeah, because, like, you don't want to have the fear of missing out. That's deadly. Um, I, I feel that so much just with any... Dude, it's the worst yeah. when I'm, like... There's times where, like, my girlfriend's busy, so, like, I want to hang out, and there's no one to hang out with, so I'm like, fuck it, so I'll just go out in public and just see if I can find anybody interesting to hang out with, and... I always like I'll like I'll dude I'm really autistic about this shit I'll drive by places and like look in the window and if it looks boring I won't go in so I'll I'll, like slowly drive and like stake places out (laughs) looks like I'm fucking stalking someone it's so goddamn funny um nice yeah dude I I feel that fucking hardcore (laughs) it's it's, it's such a it's just a dumb feeling but it's there it's real I know it's so and yeah, and like and like you know, there's there's still cool stuff you could do. You know, it's not like necessary for salvation. <laughs> um, but it's like comes a lot, you know, for a lot of people. Um, it's a big cause of depression. Um, yeah, it's super depressing. Like when I'm already at a place and the like, I feel like the vibe's gonna be cool here. I see a bunch of people like, all right, cool, and then like. I get a drink and then it like dies down. So like now I'm stuck here drinking. And like I don't I don't like drinking. I don't and especially don't like drinking by myself. I only do it oh, to like yeah. loosen me up to go talk to people. I just have a fun like night out. Like I don't have any alcohol at my house. Oh, and, yeah, like, so like definitely. I'm like fuck it, you know definitely. what I'm gonna get a drink. And then like I'm looking around, everybody's like closing up, so I'm sitting there I have to drink this fucking thing by myself, and I don't want to get another one because like what's the point of getting drunk by yourself? And you spend more money, so it's like now I have to awkward because I don't even want to drink the shit anymore, <laughs> but I have to because yeah. I just fucking paid for it. So it's just like it's the most depressing feeling in the world that like you're at the wrong place, spending money and doing the wrong thing. Ugh. You just amen. You just like, explained it like. Dude, it's it's fucking yeah. bad, dude. I I need to go to a therapist about it. It's really fucking. It's like worse than what I'm explaining. Like Is it, it makes really me. Fuck, yes, dude. It's fucked. That bad for you? Damn. Yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I was not always like this too. I was always able to like. My problem is like I've I've known a lot of really interesting people and I've gotten lucky. So it's like I've I've ended up going to you know parties and going traveling with people and like I've always ended up in cool places. I've never like set out to plan shit. 
it just happens and it's happening less frequently so now i'm like trying to take the reins and it's not working so like i'm freaking out <laughs> yep likewise <laughs> oh, God. yeah because like i don't know if you're exactly this way but i am like you know i have friends but they're all in like different groups you know so like it's just it's hard and awkward to like plan things because it's like you know like just one-on-one isn't doesn't always work right i mean obviously it works for us because we're doing a podcast um and we have we definitely just i don't know just kind of is a controlled environment like we plan to do this (laughs) right (laughs) right right we plan to do it and also like it just kind of i don't know like sometimes like it just, just works you know um but then uh, it's just like i don't know and then like sometimes like and i apologize to anyone who's listening to this if i if i've done this because i've done it a lot you know where i just get kind of just bored i'm like hey let me just ask people and it's like you know that that's not really a good thing to do um i know a lot of people say it's like a numbers game and like the more you do it, it it'll land at some point um i mean I guess it hasn't really landed for me much. So, are you um, are you like referring to this specifically, or just other shit in your life? Kind of everything. Um, wait, wait, like every thing, like when it comes to like social interaction, or just like literally everything. Well, I mean, I guess like if I I assume you have the feeling of you put a lot of time and effort into doing things that you enjoy, but it doesn't have like really end good results or it doesn't have enough results something like that no matter what you do no i have results um definitely you know like i literally am living like the best life right now i'm happier than i've ever been but i'm obviously it's just like um like i mean it's it's kind of just the way i explain it to you like just sometimes like i just wish i had more social interaction obviously i have a lot of it but it's just not in necessarily the way that i would like it to be well, what do you want it to be? I guess like what, more... What's the ideal, like, social interactions that you want to be a part of? I don't know, more, like, group stuff, which is something I'm not really a part of. I mean, I go to youth group, but that, that for me, like, the youth group is just in a completely different, like, tier of social interaction, because it's like a... Yeah. It's like a... Compl- I'm speaking a different language over there. Like, it's just... It's a different culture, you know? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel um, quite at home. Yeah. Right. You know exactly what I mean. And I have, my, I have like, my house and my family life, which is great. Um, so you just need more friends to go do stuff in public with, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's 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 true. That's well, it. I will say the one thing that kind of mitigates that is, like, when you date somebody. Because most of the time when you date somebody, like, you end up doing stuff with their friends. Like, or you go out. Like, like I said, when I went to Disney, I went with my girlfriend and my friend and his wife. So it's, like, doing that shit but also like going to shows like if you want like actual social interaction and meeting friends and talking to people and not even just networking but just you know having a good time out there's always shows so it's like i'm going to one this friday if you want to come with it's ten dollars it's probably shitty bands but it's fun to like you know get your energy out and mosh live or talk to people so well, i'm always show. going to shit like that okay yeah yeah i didn't know what you meant by that um yeah like concerts or whatever because like it doesn't always have to be like larger bands. There's always local stuff, and I'm, I'm trying to be more active in the local music scene. The problem is it it just it sucks balls here, and everyone I know everyone always says that about their hometown, but like it really is fucking meant to die. But I've I've never been a scene person. Like I hate those people that like they're always just involved. Like I I don't know how the fuck like 
I don't know how somebody works full time and just is always involved in the scene. Just like what the fuck is that? What they do all day? <laughs> what the fuck? So yeah, the I'm only trying to do more of it. Okay, uh, thanks for the, the invitation. That was nice. Um, the only scene, like you were in that sense that you're saying that I like to be a part of, is like the religious scene. You know, I I like the different churches that are here in the the di the diocese, like the sorry the diocese. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like doing youth group. I like um. You know, I, I like doing the Bible studies and everything um, and like just keeping up with people weekly. It's a very nice thing, you know. I mean, I know I, um, a lot of people do that differently, but that's, you know, that's just kind of how I like to do it. Um, Why don't you go more mission trips? Those are the those are really good social interactions. Those are almost like bonding experiences. Um, I hate to sound like a corporate American jackass, but I'm working. Obviously, you fucking take a time <laughs> to go for a weekend or a week in the summer. Like you, pl- you don't just fucking go do it all the time. You just you, I you plan it, bro. Fucking, um, <laughs> you're fucking I've, twenty. Like Jesus, I, you're not in a corporate job. You I can know. fucking plan. <laughs> I I go to the I go on the retreats. Like yeah. we've we've gone to like Winchester. Uh, we've done it in like West Virginia, and it's like overnight. It's it's very nice yeah go on hikes i'm talking um, like like for a couple days or for like a week like actually like get invested to it not just drive up for you know a day or two and then come back yeah sure um i guess i haven't really thought about i mean i i i know they do it at all saints i just i need to look at the schedule i guess i never really thought about it yeah i mean there's a bunch of things that i mean again the same thing with me is like, it's like, you know, there's, there's all these things to do, but what's the right one? You know, like what's the one that's actually going to be memorable or, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's the, pro- I mean, I, I, it's like the fact that we have, we have so many choices now in this day and age. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's how, how much do you think is, is like too much? I like think a- it's already too much now. And like, I, I don't give a fuck that there's too many choices. I just, my problem is that like there's not enough good choices like there's a lot of choices that'll lead you down wrong paths and they're very easy to fall into so it's like you know by wanting you know math equation by wanting to do more social interactions it could lead to more problems in the future like the more you're to yourself the better off you might be just in terms of finances legality mental health whatever the fuck less drama but Finding yeah, the mean, right group of people to be around is very difficult. So in that sense, yeah. Okay. Um, what about like choices when it comes to like entertainment or like, you know, or like there's so many, like you can find a restaurant of like anything you can think of. Right. You could find literally a church of anything you could think of. I think um, that stuff's cool. I like the fact okay. that I like this. It's like searching for music. Like, there's a shit ton. Like, I like the fact that, like, in my head, there's infinite bands that, like, that I would probably enjoy, and they're out there to be discovered. So it's like a treasure. Ah, uh, yeah, that 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 is one uh, area where I, where I think it is good, and I think that is probably the best thing the internet has 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 done. Whereas, like, you know, like I've talked, I think I've talked about this before, how like I can be a fan of South American music. You know, I can listen to some, some music in Mexico, you know, and I don't have to actually go there. And it's, it's such a cool thing. Yeah. Um, obviously the internet's done detrimental stuff to music in the industry, but I'm not sure. even talking about the industry. Cause like when people say that it's about like the, the music that your kids consume, uh, how it's difficult to make money and how there's so many traps to fall into. I'm just saying the fact that I'm able to discover music from around the globe 
very easily is very, very cool. And I think people take that for granted because of all the pitfalls that, you know, surrounds it. Like all it is is corporate shit. Like if it, that's the main criticism is like, they're just, they're ruining the fucking shit with streaming. They're ruining it with copyright, all that bullshit. So it's not even. That is true. But I think at the end of the day, like just the fact that we have access to like almost everything, it's cool, you know? And like, um, even I agree. And not just like worldwide, but we also can just we can listen to music from anywhere in our own country, you know, because like it wasn't too long ago where like if you lived in some like rural country area, like you probably never heard some stuff outside of country music, you know. <laughs> um, you actually had to go like and find traveling people like who's yeah, like coming it, into your city. Right. Or like if you wanted to listen to jazz, you probably had to go to New Orleans or if you wanted to listen to rock you probably had to go to la or something you know and and stuff like that i I think that's very cool i mean i know that adds to the whole globalization and all that nonsense but it's still really cool and you can just also you know i I can put on like zydeco and it makes me think of louisiana it's just yeah it's i mean because it's it's good i mean everybody always makes our argument about how like music sucks now but it's just like yeah popular music you just gotta find it like like especially with latitudes like I, i would never have found that band had i not looked for them like they're not in any major shit so it's like i i would just never heard of them if i just said music sucks and i'm not going to find more of it it's just, yeah, a, or, it's just such an ignorant standpoint yeah like my dad showed me this jazz album from like not too long ago from kamazi washington have you ever heard of that guy i uh, know i haven't it was like from 2015 16 it was fantastic and the album was like three hours long it had th- these really cool, slight, like, I think they were kind of like, like, Brazilian kind of samba vibes going on. And it was also like just American jazz. And he was, he was just going hard on the, the, the trumpet or whatever he was playing. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, like, like you said, it's just, it just depends on where you're looking, you know? Cause like, if you look in the right places, you find some gold, yeah. man. <laughs> I don't know, like, people are always weird about music, like, it's such a fundamental, you know, psychological need that we as humans need, and, like, even the people that get no, they have no, like, need or want or desire to do anything music-related, they just don't like music, it's just, it's such a, to me, it's just such a fundamental part of life, and I think we think about music in a very dumb way, obviously, if you think about, most people think about music commercially, and, you know, like, and it's always shitty, because, I'm going on a little bit of rant here, but like I meet a lot of people that their whole entire, and they, they, people do this with any sort of content creation because they, they think that they have a talent or that they deserve, you know, a major, like they think that they deserve success and they think that as like, I can just keep plugging and doing hard work and I'll get there eventually. It's like, maybe you will, maybe you won't. And I hate the fact that everybody, that's what they strive for. So it's like, they're not honest about what they're doing in their music and it shows even if they're really talented. So it's like, I hate using that as a, as a cop out way to just describe why I don't like a lot of new music and I have to search it for hours, but it really is true. Like the bands that don't make any money are usually very fucking good bands. Yeah. So it's just, I hate when people just use that as an ally. Cause like for me, like I just do it as a hobby. Like any, any music I make is going to be because I enjoy it or I want to fucking make it or it's something that resonates with me and I, I want to like save it. I'm not trying to make money off of it. It's like, that's what my, my, my angle is off of music is like for the sound as simple as it should be. 
Yeah, because you're like, if the if I do make money off of it, cool. <laughs> but, yeah, then it's even better. But like, that's not my first thought. Is it? It's like it's not even monetized. Like I have no like. There's no. I don't even have a way to set up for people to pay me if they wanted to, unless they just decided to Venmo me. I don't know. But like, I, I don't I mean, even ask for it. I don't even ask people to donate. It's just like if you want to listen to it, cool. I don't. There's no options to do it. I don't fucking network. I don't do anything. I just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess like, I'm sure a lot of like top famous musicians that had the same um outlook as you i just think a lot of them they just get over to i mean i'm sure like just getting paid that much money is just it's so tempting like i i it fucks with your I'm brain not, right like i'm not surprised that a lot of people sell out and and go down on the artistic integrity just because they know they'll make more money i understand yeah. like i'm I'm not like i know like people oh like they need to think about the art and i'm like why do they like they're they they get just it's just, it's like they want to make money. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna like the music as much, not because you know like what, um, sorry, me go ahead. I mean, not be- necessarily because like I know it's not coming from a good place, but it's just music that makes a ton of money. I just tend to not like the styles of music. Yeah, you know, because um, even that, like in the genre, like you can tell, especially with pop, because there's great pop songs. You can tell the ones that are just strictly manufactured to make money, and it's it's just fucking, it's just not good. But yeah. I, I've thought about this a lot. I've thought about like, cause like obviously like I have this mindset now, but like let's say if I do that or if I like end up joining a band that starts making a shit ton of money, and like we all have the same mindset of like artistic integrity. I feel like what I would do, so it's like if I, you know, had a couple of really good albums and then the, the sales are starting to drop or like it was it was time for me to transition into making songs to be more commercially available. I feel like if I would use like my name to join another project that would be popular and I could still make the music that I want to make with that other project and I wouldn't give a shit that the sales and all that shit's declining because I can just focus on that. But then I can support myself or have that sense of fame in another project. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I, that's what I would do personally. Yeah. Um and like but just like it gets to a point to me where, where you know like especially like someone towards the end of their career where there's like a desperation. I'm just like haven't you made enough money? Like you could literally do, take that and you could do anything you want. Like why do you need to make that that uh, that other al- that next album? Why do you need to like Tom Brady, like why are you still playing? Like you have nothing to prove to us. We, you sold us. Like you're the greatest of all time. Like, is it really got, worth? Like, what? I think is the straw on the camel's back that got him divorced too. Like she that, fucking... that's what I was saying. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like it's like, is it really worth getting divorced? Possibly risking, you know, dying. Because yeah. like if you're that old and you're playing football, that's not. Like the risk of you getting injured is just gets higher and higher. Like I, I, I just I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean I'm sure it's enticing, like money, like like we we yeah. said, but because we've never been in that position, so you know how to really really know. But I don't know. Just like me, if I like, and like these, uh, you know, like like I I've, I I used to kind of think that way with like these sports contracts, you know, where it's like this person's paying you a hundred million, as opposed to this one's paying you like a hundred fifty million. It's like a hundred million dollars is still a shit ton of money, <laughs> you know. But dude, it's fucking unreal. I know that's kind of my that's how I would view because I'm like, oh, I would already have the money for the club, baby. <laughs> I can make like five clubs. <laughs> um, 
I but, mean, some people do re- refocus their money to do more meaningful things, but I mean, it's a common theme to just say, you know, it's never enough or people just feel like it's never enough. Like, why? Like, why is that instinctual to feel that? And, and honestly, I think yeah, I most know people we, are just broken inside. So like that depression just never goes away, no matter how rich and famous they get. So yeah. I guess that's part of it. But I don't know. Like, I, I look at people and it's just like, why would you do that? Why would you ruin and risk all this shit just to fill some you know, hollow fantasy that's not even going to make you feel good. Like, I just, I look at it and it's just like, I mean, obviously the art suffers and your mental deteriorates. So I, I don't know. It's just all the way dumb. I mean, I guess like, that's just like asking why we do anything. Yeah. That's like bad or depraved. It's like, you know, like that's just kind of how we naturally are as humans, you know, because we're fallen, right? No, I um, feel that too. But like I said, I understand and can identify that it's a problem. And like so far, it hasn't thrown my life off balance. Like I'm, I'm still on track and I'm still growing in what I'm trying to do. Obviously, I have setbacks and I feel that depression or that that incomplete feeling. But I understand that it's like it's irrational to a degree because like in my life, there's really nothing so far that is a red flag that I need to be like, well, I, I need to change my situation right now. It's like, it's been exponential growth. It's like, I'm obviously on the right track of doing something. So any, I feel like it's slow, but I'm not going to do anything to derail that just because I need an instant satisfaction. I see. Yeah. Um, like I said, and I might be never successful on that level and that's all right. Like, I don't feel like I'm ever, I mean, I don't feel like I'm ever going to be content, but I don't feel like it's going to ruin my whole entire state of being. Yeah. <laughs> But it still is interesting, though, you know, and especially like when you hear like sports players and other athletes and and even like other musicians or whatever or artists that win awards and stuff like that. It's like once they get it, it's like, oh, great. I'm the same person, though. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's just a testament, you know, how like that's not really what you're going to be thinking about when you're on your deathbed. I mean, obviously, like. Your career is important and stuff like that, but what you're really going to be thinking about, you know, is the people and the things that matter to you, right? Like your family and your friends. That's really what you're going to be thinking about. I've seen some actors and some of them have, they kind of fade into obscurity because they've had one massive successful blockbuster hit of a movie and they can do one of two things. They can let that die down until they pick another really good role that they want to do, like, you know, quantity over quality or quality over quantity type of thing. And then, or they'll star in every shitty movie for the next year until they also get faded into obscurity. So it's like, there's a lot of actors that they do very few movies and they pick specific roles that they think they'd be perfect for. And they just, every single one of them is good versus just, this one's really good. This one's shitty. This one's kind of good. This one's really good. This one's shitty, you know, cycle repeats. So it just depends on what they value, I guess. It also depends on, like, how big the movie is. Like, like Daniel Radcliffe, I cannot see that guy without thinking of Harry Potter. Like, he's he is yeah. Harry Potter, you know? Like, And it's, like, it hasn't really done him very good, right? Because, when like, what's the last good movie you saw him in? Like, right? Like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> there was one that I didn't, that I kind of wanted to see that I thought would be interesting is where he plays a neo-Nazi, like an undercover cop. I really wanted to see that. I never saw it, but I'm. Sh- it might be good. Like, I I never thought he was like that great of an actor. Like even in Harry Potter, like I just I like him in Harry Potter. I didn't like his character, honestly. Like I didn't think he was really? the most interesting character of Harry Potter. Yeah, he's not that really charismatic, and that's why I didn't really like him as a main character. Like he, it wasn't I, a. I think he is. I didn't think so. I like. I I I like his um. 
I don't like the goofy, awkward main character trope. I just I've never found it interesting. Yeah, but I I I don't really think it fully goes there because he's not he's not nerdy, but then he's not like you know like he's he a lot of it like and he talks about like when when he just like you know like where he's he's like why me like why am i so special like why am i the chosen one because he's like i'm just some dude right i just i you know i i think it's a it's a really nice um that's my point like i don't like how he's just some dude that's playing a main character and i just think that the way he delivers his Um, shit is really corny to me i think that's the biggest problem like i like harry um, potter and i like the fucking way that's set up like i just don't think he's a phenomenal actor a really good main character for the story no i don't I, yeah, no, I don't think he's a phenomenal actor by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think it, what he did in Harry Potter was good. And I like, I like, I, I just, like where you said he wasn't charismatic, I just, I just, I think he is. Like, I just think he's just, he's just nice to watch. And like, I like the way that he's just, he, he shows a broad range of emotions, you know, and he should just like, because the whole point of Harry Potter, right, is like, well, he's an average dude, but then he's also like, He's, he's also just like a, he's a good person, right? Because like he, it's not because of like how he was so awesome with his uh, physical abilities, but how like he was motivated by the love for his friends and family, right? And I just think Daniel Radcliffe really brings that out and he just felt like a real person, which I really liked. No, I feel like the character was written well. I just don't think that like it, I don't know, like there's, there's something like, obviously like, I don't think there'd be anybody better than him to play that role. So I, I guess I'll take that back. I guess I don't like how he's written. I, I feel like he's yeah. the perfect person to play that character, but I just I don't think I like the actual character of Harry Potter. I that's, feel like there's a bunch true. of other characters that are more entertaining and more like useful in Harry Potter than him, especially the villains. Like the villains were pretty interesting. So it's like I I want the villains to win because Harry Potter bores the fuck out of me. It's just like just kill this kid so there's a new champion. Like God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I love Sirius Black. I think he is fantastic. Yeah. Also, because my uncle is literally him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, the the villains are very good, like you said. I mean, also like Voldemort's just kind of you know, obviously he 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 does have like his backstory, which is pretty cool. But at the end of the day, he still is just kind of like a I'm a bad guy, you know. Yeah. Um, but I really liked. Like, um, Lucius Malfoy and like all the Death Eaters. I really thought that was cool. How it was kind of like the KKK. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, the one yeah, no. person I can't stand, and this is just, she plays the same bitch in every fucking movie thing that she's in. I can't stand Helena Bonham Carter. I just can't. Um, she's so fucking cringy to me. I just, I can't take her. I like her in the King's Speech. I guess every, like, fantasy thing that she's in, I just can't fucking stand. I don't know what it is. Like, she just does the dumbass face and then something, like, snarky. It's, oh, I can't take her. (laughs) I fucking hate her characters. There's the same bitch in every fucking thing she plays in. I think that's my problem. Yeah, I guess I have It's like Will Smith. He's the same person in every movie. But, like, Will Smith is, he's just such a likable guy, though. Well, I don't know. The more I the more I listened, and, and this is because I guess his, more of his personal life has been forcibly raped on pun to me. So yeah, well, <laughs> I, just, I lose more respect for him as the years go by, and it just the shit he says is just fucking goddamn retarded. 
Oh, I, I look back I, on his characters and it's like it's yeah. why I don't like it is because you can tell like he thinks he's that guy and he's not that guy at all in real life and he thinks that he is and that's what really irritates me about him because like he's not a bad actor and I think he's charismatic and he's funny but like and he's he thinks that he's too. like that like, level like he is in the movies like no you're not <laughs> right right like no he's a good actor he's given some really really good performances um yeah because like he's not just like that funny charismatic you know cool dude like yeah. He's he's done a lot of stuff like in like really like Pursuit of Happiness or whatever that movie is. Yeah, that honestly, is... his best one was fucking. Um, yeah, there was a Pursuit of Happiness where his he's trying to be a stockbroker. That one. Yeah, I, I think I, I saw yeah. that movie like a long time ago. I but I just remember like it was kind of nice. Yeah, I like that movie. It's a depressing movie, and I think um, I I think I only mainly like it because it's just a different like character that he plays than normal. Yeah. But I think my favorite, like, Will Smith iteration is Men in Black. I love those fucking movies so much. I saw the first one. I didn't like it at all. Really? I mean, they're cheesy, but I, I enjoy them. Because I, I watched them when I was really young, so I think that's probably why. Yeah, but the cheese, like, it wasn't the good cheese. It was, like, the... <laughs> it was the moldy A lot cheese. of it is kind of stupid. Yeah, a lot of it is pretty... But again, like, you gotta think of the time frame these came out into. Like, the late I know. 90s, early 2000s. I know, but that doesn't always, like, because... I can be down with like a, this is the time this is what was going on but even so I just think like even in the time this was like just uh, I don't it's know. not it, I'm 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 not passing that judgment to serious movies I'm passing it to like comedies because comedies during that time were just fucking ridiculous especially yeah, like but, the new CGI and shit well yeah that but that's the thing I don't really like any comedies in like the 90s right that, well that's what I'm saying that falls into that pitfall of the time that it was made. Yeah, but I, I I just don't really think that that's an excuse. I'm not saying you're using that as an excuse, but <laughs> like, just the way. I don't know. Like, like cheese is a very fine line. But I just think Men in Black. It just like it it tipped it, and I was like, I don't care about what's going on. I don't even like <laughs> know like uh, who what what is this like ant thing? What this looks so stupid. I don't, I don't know, and like, and like, the more a movie isn't entertaining you, and the more it's boring, more shit just like starts to stand out to you. Yeah, because you're you're trying to focus on it. Yeah, right, and you can't because like a, a lot of times, like when you're so entertained by something, you miss out, out on like flaws it might have had. Right, I'm guilty of that, but um, when a movie, it's like the opposite. When a movie's not entertaining you, you just see all of the bad stuff more. <laughs> and that's just that yeah. was kind of me with men in black because i just i didn't care about the characters i didn't like i was like this is just this is stupid i'm trying to think of more shit that because I've, I've seen so many will smith movies and i'm blanking on the ones that i've liked but like there's a couple other serious ones that i've enjoyed that he's been in there's um, one that was kind of boring was gemini man where he's like fighting um, a younger clone of himself i i enjoyed it but it was not like i wanted like, to just see an action that movie. i like the director because that director did life of pi which is a fantastic movie he also did crouching tiger hidden dragon which have you seen that movie really yeah that, a long time ago. that movie is badass that is such <laughs> a good movie dude i am like fucking old movie. Th- that's another thing i'm a sucker for i'm a sucker for martial arts movies martial arts movies are like the coolest thing do you like <laughs> the karate kid and all that shit i don't really in- that's less that's more of like an american hero's journey kind of thing yeah but um, it, it's kind of like that. But it's just anything like set in East Asia where it's just a bunch of like kung fu or karate fighting. It's it's I, I I'm down. 
That shit yeah. is so cool. Like Bruce. You know my my favorite or, martial arts movie is what? It's a it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It takes place in Japan, like feudal Japan. It was so fucking good. That sounds <laughs> awesome. I need to watch dude, that. I love fucking Ninja Turtles, dude. Um, I never watched it when I was oh, I played like the the GameCube game with my friend growing yeah. up. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, it, it's cheesy, but you know it's fucking good. But yeah, martial arts movies are hit and miss. I. I think that's the only because the crouching target that's Bruce Lee, right? No, that's or, um. I thinking, what am I thinking? Hidden dragon? Is that just so many dragons? Like pick another no, animal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it? That's, no, um, Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon, which is that's Enter the Dragon. Good okay. movie. I love Enter so the Dragon. I guess I haven't seen Crouching Tiger. I, I've seen um, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, Crouching Tiger. No, but Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, is like all of the cool stuff from the Bruce Lee jackie chan movies but it's actually yeah. like well shot and it's like an, an actual movie yeah <laughs> if that makes sense oh um, yeah because like the the jackie chan movies and the bruce lee movies obviously have like terrible stories but they're just so fun <laughs> and like you're just more entertained by like the actual choreography and stuff it just it's so energetic you're just you're into it and it's so like and it's not cartoonish like it feels so like even if they do like the craziest thing, like you just, they make it look so real, right? That's what they're really good at. But like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is all of that. Plus it's well shot. It looks beautiful. It has characters who you actually care about. It's, it's awesome. It is, that is, that is like a prime example of like, that's how you do a fucking movie, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll you know, have like, to watch it. Cause I might have to recommend that for the podcast. That'd be fun. Jackie Chan has done like a couple of movies, like, like Hong, like back in China in the eighties, and they're really fucking funny. Like, obviously, he always does his own stunts, but yeah, have... there's one movie in particular, and I cannot find it. It's because it's such a generic storyline where he's like, he got involved with some fucking like mob bosses, and he's trying to fight his way to escape, and he's like, I just have an image of him running down a mine shaft, or just some fucking scene where he's like, you know, where he's like he's trying to run away and fight at the yeah. same time, like that kind of the... shit. So it's like that was a great movie, but I can't remember what it's called. The one I've seen is called The Legend of Drunken Master, where he's just like drunk the whole movie, and it gets him, and it gets him like, and his family forsakes him and stuff like that. It's, but then he has to like fight his way back for like the for, I don't remember, but it, it was so fun. That's one of my favorite tropes in martial arts, especially with the games, is the drunken fighter. <laughs> right, but like also like yeah, the drunk the drunken fighter, but also like what is it with like martial arts movies and like Eastern culture and stuff with like the honor and i, <laughs> I don't like, know like like you you forsake the family <laughs> but yeah, right you, you know what i'm talking about like every movie like that has that <laughs> or oh have you seen the last samurai yes i that is a good shits on that movie because they think it's like white no. savior it's not <laughs> that i mean it's a that's such a good movie Man, I do enjoy it. It is it's, too long, it? but um, who who's it? Is it Tom Cruise or Keanu Reeves? I always forget. Yeah, it's plays. it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise, which is crazy because I don't like Tom Cruise as an actor or as a person, but like I do like that movie. Yeah, I who they need to make a movie about is um, there's like a a guy from Africa that became a like a shogunite or shogun or a samurai, one of the two, and he's like one of the last ones or some shit. It, seeing how he like earned a great deal of respect and he was a fucking insane fighter like that's a movie i'd see or an anime 
Dude, but yeah, you, The Last Samurai. You know what I would so watch? Like, I would love to see something that, like, takes place in Mexico or Latin America, but it's, like, animated and, like, in that kind of quasi-anime, like, Avatar style. Yeah. That would be amazing. Like a Southwestern film? Yeah, I, I think I saw something like that on netflix but then it was like kind of fantasy and i'm like yeah no no yeah that'd be I'm, great to make right because like I'm, I'm like if it's in mexico i want to see like cartel like <laughs> sp- like spanish like catholicism stuff i don't know <laughs> saw his head off with a goofy instrument <laughs> yeah um, or um ha- have you seen invincible no that dude watch that the first season of that is great yeah, Invincibles. I, I wait. No, I haven't. Yeah, I I need to watch it, but that's good. It's um, worth it, definitely. Another cult classic kind of um, like comedy martial arts film. Has you ever seen Kung Fu Hustle? No. That movie is fucking great. That mm-hmm. might mean the next okay. one. I if I can recommend a movie, we should watch that. That or a okay. Kill Bill. Oh yeah, Kill Bill is a classic. Kill Bill. I've never got around to seeing. Yeah, that's a class. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's like one of Tarantino's most ridiculous films, but it's fucking great. It's really gory, but it's oh, so I mean, fucking dramatic. It's hilarious how dramatic this fucking movie is. Like, like I guarantee you we'd laugh our ass off watching it. I haven't seen it in so long, so I'm sure Liz Parser's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is so dumb. Ooh, what what I'd really love to see the whole way through because I've only seen bits and pieces of it is Django. I like Django a lot. Yeah, because the parts I've seen from it, I thought were freaking hilarious. Yeah, Django is Django is a funny fucking movie. Um. Oh, um, ha- have you seen Reservoir Dogs? I have. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, that, that that's like probably my favorite Tarantino. Yeah, that one. Like, I'm not super into like those kind of movies, but I did enjoy that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I, I love those like California, like like South la kind of vibes but it's like yeah you know but like but then there's like the the cringe la vibes where it's like in the club with like the the like you know like the like the the bodyguards and it's like the nightclub like i hate that la if them i I, it's a very weird specific thing i'm talking about like like the vin diesel kind of stuff (laughs) yeah yeah trust me i know yeah no you know what i'm talking about that stuff is so yeah that stuff is bad and like i know it's not just fast and furious like he's into other movies but like they have that same thing where it's like the like the the like the the kingpin and stuff like that and the nightclub and then he's trying to i'm like dude stop please like when when batman did that like the new one i was like okay like this is just like yeah that or any jason statham movie like i don't even fucking want to go near it we've never even seen any of the fast and furious movies but like i know i i know what i'm getting into when i when i'm watching they're bad like i don't get why people like them they're so fucking bad like like like, i've heard they're not they're not even like fun bad no they're just they're i mean I don't want to use over the top as an example because there's a lot of movies that are over the top, but like there's just ones just like this just fucking like it's just asinine. Like you just watch him like this is like every like middle schooler dude with an Edgar haircut. Like that's who likes like that's who wrote this movie is like a, a middle schooler wrote this fucking movie. Like it's just yeah. God, I hate it. I remember I, I think it was like I hate everything said 
he was like having one scene where all the characters are sitting in the backyard grilling is not character development (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's supposed to be like the fucking arc of the story like that's how you get all their insight from some dude sitting around drinking beer on their fucking back glass table and in the patio like god yeah they they grill this is what men do like fuck off (laughs) yes yeah they grilled burgers and now you're supposed to care about these people Dude, it's really funny to, like, like the most manly scene is also the most gay scene. <laughs> yeah, like in Top Gun. Which, in theory, works out because there's a lot of gay scenes that are super manly. <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's so funny how much of that stuff where it's, like, so unintentionally gay. Yeah. Like in Top Gun, like I said, you know? Where, 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 Top, how- that's different, though, because, like, like, being gay in Top Gun, that's, like, the charm of the movie. No, but you can. I don't think that's what they were going for. Like, that's. Pro, I mean, it was the '80s. Everything was like inherently gay in the '80s. So if that's true. not what they're going for, that's just the effect that it had. But like it, it, it like really like went for that trope, regardless yeah, if it was so. intentional or not. Yeah. Um. Fuck, man. Oh, I have my recommendation for the next podcast, oh. and it's 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 unorthodox, but oh. I was just like fuck it i want to watch this because i haven't watched it in a while it's so good it's what the, is it? it's the only thing in this universe that keeps that like i'm still attached to and i just i'm like there's something about this like it just it just i'm, I'm gonna be watching this for a long time it never ceases to wow me at how good it is how artistic it is how sophisticated it is in like doing what it does it's the star wars clone wars 2003 hand-drawn animated series are we gonna watch the whole series or just a couple episodes no this the series is is two hours oh yeah <laughs> so it's a mini series yeah it's a mini series sorry okay, i was just like we gonna watch a whole fucking season of a show <laughs> the fuck are we gonna... no i don't we might do that for other dates but not now no um so yeah it's like two hours long it's in it's in two seasons and season one is like an hour and season two is another hour but like okay i don't want to spoil anything never mind i I can't say it but it's just every time i watch it i'm just like how is this so good this thing that was literally just made to sell toys (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah i'm down i'll watch anything i don't give a fuck right um you want to come uh, on thursday i'll have to see but um okay. yeah i i think it's interesting because i've been I've, I've heard from so many people it's really fucking good and i just haven't had the ambition to check it out i don't know why mm-hmm. but forcing me to do it i'll probably enjoy it so that's yeah. the thing I like about stuff is like just, you know, there's a, especially with TV and movies, when I'm by myself, there's a lot of shit I have to be specifically in the mood for. Like, I don't want to watch something by myself that I have to put a lot of attention into. That yeah. sounds really dumb, but like, I have to be with somebody to like enjoy a movie. Like, I don't, I never sit and watch a movie by myself. I'll always just like, I'll watch a show. Like, I'll watch four hours of a fucking show, but I'm not going to watch one movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's I, really I, dumb. I got you. Yeah. Well, because like, I'm more committed to a movie, it's really stupid. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fucking, 
going all the way, all the way back, what do you uh, rate Latitudes? Ooh, I'd give Latitudes at least a solid seven. Interesting. Pro- yeah, probably. Uh, no, but like a lot of people when they hear that, it's like, oh, because I'm like, guys, like something doesn't have to have like an eight out of ten for it to be good. Yeah. Like seven's very good score. What did you think it was lacking? Um, I don't know. Just I gotta give it time, you know. Because sometimes, oh, I, I like, don't know I if you j- any specific things. I guess maybe like memorability. Yeah, a lot of them are designed to drone. Like, there's very like even still because I've listened to them for a while. There's like I, I'm always like, what fucking song was that part in? Because <laughs> yeah. um, I really love that part. <laughs> um. Well, I have this um kind of complaint, well, complaint so to speak, um with this and like a, some other things where it's like you know why don't you rate it higher? And it's like, well, I guess, like, it just didn't resonate. Like, it resonated with me, but I guess not quite that much, you know? No, I'm not expecting a fucking... I'm just I'm not I'm saying just you're saying... Were, like, yeah, no, I'm not... Oh. I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just saying, like, if someone asked me that, I'd be like, I guess it's just, you know, like, the way I said. Well, that's why I think, like, rating systems are always dumb. I just... I think it makes more sense just to talk about the shit that you like and the shit that you don't like or if you like this more than the other like it's 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 really dumb to quantify stuff like that like our yeah. need to put numbers to every single aspect of life is just not necessary we don't need statistics for every fucking detail that yeah like god but like what just annoys me is like you know when when like music or movie reviewers do that and then people like they that's all what they want to hear is like what's the score what's the score you know it's like don't you want to hear about like what they actually have to say about the review and like yeah. the, the music or it's like, why does the number ever... and then it's like, also it's like, just cause this person gives something a bad score, like, or a score that's not a 10. Like, I don't understand why that inhibits your ability to enjoy it. I guess maybe it might th- make you think of it in a different way, but to me, I think like, like, especially for music reviews, like I like reading, reviews of people and they actually give like the specific adjectives and the reasons why they like something or why they didn't like something but for example like one a guy that i used to watch and i i, I just don't watch anymore because i feel like he says the same criticisms for every song so it's just like i just I'm, i already know what his personal taste of music is and i'm not i don't care about what he has to say about any other band particularly because i feel like i've already seen all his like anthony fantano the needle drop so oh yeah. Like, there's mean, nothing interesting I think he can say about a song that I wouldn't already guess is what he's gonna like or dislike. So at at some point you, you reach a threshold. Do you think that's kind of me? <laughs> no, like, because I think you don't my... like you don't mm-hmm. box and compartmentalize all that shit specifically. Like he says the same types of shit about a lot of different songs and like even if he's mm-hmm. talking about the stuff that he likes, he never goes in detail. He's always going in detail why about something he didn't like, and it's just like uh, <laughs> At um, some point, it's just like, what's the point of even doing this? Um, I kind of had this complaint about him, and a, a lot of people agree how like he just he says a lot of these like broad things, but he never actually yeah. like gets in depth with them. You know, he'd be like, oh, like like this, you know, the lyrical lyrical genius lyrical like you know, 
don't yeah, know. He, that's my big problem. He's very surface level when it comes to actually talking about the the shit in the song. So I like especially like oh what I'll do is I'll 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 pick an album and listen to it and then I'll listen to what he has to say and and I'm like there's so much more stuff he could have gone into depth and then like I won't listen to an album then I'll play his video and I'll have like no fucking idea what he's talking about in any context of the song. <laughs> also like. It's not just because he's, like, a political goofball, and I think his takes are awful, but, like, there's just some people, you know, where just, like, you just don't really like him, you know, like, they just, you know, I don't know, like, just... Yeah. He's not a likable character, and there's another guy, not, I don't know if no. you've ever... Um, I don't think you've ever... I don't know if you know who this guy is, but, like, I can't stand this guy, because he's, like, the stereotypical, like, you know, almost 40-year-old punk guy that gatekeeps the hardcore scene, and, like, he's always, like his name is Finn McKenty. He always just has like really yeah. awful fucking takes on a lot of fucking music. And his cop out is because I've been through the eras of music and this is how it's supposed to be. It's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I haven't heard of that guy. Like, and, and punk is objectively a shitty genre. So like, if you tell me punk's your favorite genre, you don't have the you know, capability to criticize any other music. <laughs> is that also, oh, so that's like the genre for you where it's like, Oh, that's my favorite genre where you're like, yeah, yep, I know, I know everything there is to know about you. Yeah, like for anybody listening, if you if punk is your favorite genre, you have no right to criticize any other music genre. It's the charm of punk is that it's shitty. Like, I get it. That's fine. If you enjoy it, awesome. But like objectively, it sounds fucking bad. So you can't criticize other bands for sounding bad when your genre is the antithesis of it. <laughs> nice. It, it, it's like religion. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's dude, it's it's gate. It's, it is. It's it's like arguing with religious people, like specifically about music. It's just like Jesus. But Christ. it's and, but and it's now funny it though. No, right? Cause, but it's funny how this is just a substitute for for religion because like it's unavoidable. Like everyone is. Like it just further confirms my my take on that. If I have to hear how many times a punk person says something is fascist, I'm gonna fucking punch him in the face. Like oh, it's yeah, so cause... annoying how politically inept all these people are. Dude, no one who the fuck even knows what fascism even is anymore i don't it's not even they i don't just, even they know just chew, they just shoot like they say it about everything like 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 something can be fucking know, like, like, like awful the, and and fascism does not fit the definition of that thing but like they just they it's a blanket term used for every every shitty thing they don't like is fascism it's just oh yeah, like, or, or like it's God. it's racist it's like racist doesn't even mean anything anymore yeah it's like is there another political term besides fascism that's authoritative that you'd like to use <laughs> okay let me look up fascism to de- i ah, in spanish shit um god fascism is a far-right authoritarian ultra-nationalist political ideology and movement characterized by a dictatorial leader centralized autocracy militarism forcible suppression of opposition belief in a natural social hierarchy subordination of individual interests for the perceived good of the nation and race and strong regimentation of society and the economy see that's what i'm saying it's one word to describe all those fucking things like it's it's stupid i mean that was a very that I didn't really think. I just because like when I think fascism, I just think censorship. But now that I when I actually read the definition off Wikipedia, I'm like, oh wow, that that's more than I thought it was. 
it's it's honestly the biggest tidbit is the far right thing so it's like you can have a dictatorship or authoritative government or like you're saying a kleptocratic state like there's you can you can spell any buzzword you want it's just the fact that it's right wing and sometimes the pe- the things that people bitch about aren't actually right wing it's just like they don't they don't have the capability to understand anything besides fascism like that's the only word they know how to fucking use and then they'll put other words in front of it like economic or social or fucking military like it it's just god fucking- I don't understand. I mean, I, I understand it's like far right in the sense that it's like fascism is, is like it's like the opposite of like Marxism or whatever. But it's like still like the left is very fascist. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you if you're know, going based off of adjectives, they're doing the same bullshit. They just think they're on right. the politically right side of the spectrum or politically yeah. correct side of the spectrum. Um, so I, I don't even give a fuck. Like people can argue about politics all day. We're still going to fucking be <laughs> raped by the government. I don't give a fuck. Fascism, communism, they can both eat one. I don't care. But I just I, hate that everybody uses the same fucking words for everything. Like it's, oh, it makes me so mad. It's just like, no, like yeah. do you have the, do you have the fucking credibility to say something's fascist? Like, do you have the degree? Do you have the fucking, like any, any sort of reliability or credibility to say anything smart like that in that realm? It's like, no, you make shitty fucking music and you just complain about every single aspect of life while living a semi-comfortable life clouded by your shitty choices. Like, that's the one thing that holds them back is buying shitty tattoos done by their friends or alcohol and cigarettes. Like, God, they're fucking... I hate punk kids. I hate them more than hardcore metal kids. Like, they're the fucking worst to be around. Oh, wow, so we agree with that. Yeah, and and that's the... And going into it, that's why I like genres like latitudes. Like you meet those guys, they're fucking chill as shit. They're the nicest fucking people you ever meet. No fucking drama. Like they're cool as fuck. They just make music and they're done. They have basically zero interaction with people on Facebook. They're not posting shitty fucking tweets to get famous. Like it's all about the music. And if you don't like the music, fine, but you know, that's what it's about. But anything in the hardcore, like the punk and the metal scene, it's just drama after drama, pedophile after pedophile, groomer, fascism, blah, 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 blah. And the music sucks ass. And that's why I'm very hesitant to be more involved in the fucking local scene. Cause that's just all it is. I don't, yeah. I hate these people. They're fucking annoying to be around. And I, it sucks <laughs> because like, I'm, I like music. I like talking. I want to meet more people that are good at doing music, but it's just like, fuck you guys are just, ah, it makes it nothing. Like from the outside looking in, like who the fuck would want to be a part of that? gate kept by a bunch of shitty pedophile musicians like get the fuck out of here oh yeah tell me about it <laughs> get somebody with gauges screaming at me because he said something i said something he doesn't agree with like oh my god yeah i know man. i fucking hate everyone right because it's like guys i know i've said some offensive things i know i like there's people that probably don't want to talk to me but i'm like <laughs> guys I'm I'm not making the rules. Like, you know, I like I'm willing to talk to you. I've talked to my friends about some very uncomfortable topics, but it's like I'll always be willing to talk to you. I'm I'm never going to be like, "Nope, you're not I'm not talking to you." It's like, "No. I'll if you have a question, I'll answer you. If you want to yeah. legitimately debate me, I'll do it." You know? Yeah. It's more annoying for me because like I like, I fake my fucking personality. Like, I'm not going to start a fight with somebody over bullshit like that. If they say something shitty I don't agree with, I'm just going to pretend to agree with them. Like, it, it doesn't mean that much to me. Because at the end of the day, it, it won't change. So, I don't give a fuck enough to argue about anything. So, like, if someone says something like, oh, we're going to fight fascism. Like, sure, dude. Fight the power. Whatever. Like, I, I don't... I think it, It's not... Like, I don't even have a strong opinion 
like either way i i could do without it but if it's there who gives a fuck but like they really are objectively the most annoying cocksuckers to fucking ever be around your circle like you you like they just instantly ruin your fucking day like, just because how shitty they are punk people yeah or, or oh, hardcore yeah, 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 people yeah. too like most hardcore people are just insufferable to be around and like it sucks because like being like working in a fucking music store i have to talk to these people every day and worst of all i have to talk to all these fucking right-wing boomers too so it's like i'm getting hit by the shittiest political spectrums of musicians and it's just like ah, <laughs> oh, i want to fucking murder my the dude oh man it's fucking it sucks i hate it i hate that i'm like but again nice, it's dude, <laughs> dude that's it. and like my work is literally like a boss <laughs> yeah my the highlight of my day was when the dude that barely speaks english asked me for a capo and i'm like right there and he's out in fucking two seconds it's great yeah right. we don't have to converse he's just right because they know chill. what the, yeah they don't want to risk like saying some wrong shit in english so like they'll just you know yeah i mean it wanna... can get awkward at times but like i'm like i'm like they're cool like they're not like like yeah they're not mad that I don't understand Spanish. Like, I'll translate shit, but, like, they're not, like, entitled about it, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that that happened to me with at McDonald's one time where this guy, like, got... Because this is back when, like, I didn't really speak Spanish. He got mad that I didn't really understand what he was saying. And then my boss went up to him, and she was like, hey, like... She's like, where are you from? And he's like, El Salvador. And she's like... Well, she's all, they're all speaking in Spanish, by the way. She's like, where are you from, El Salvador? And he's like, what country are we in right now? america and he's like okay what language do they speak in america english and he's like, okay so you can't just expect that everyone speaks spanish like come on <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. mean i i think like if you're trying like I, I get that it's frustrating for both sides so that's why like I, I try my best to be helpful but i mean it is an awkward interaction i'm not gonna lie and if i had more time and capacity and someone to practice with like i really do want to learn fucking spanish but just like fuck it's a lot of time invested to do that because i'm not naturally gifted in that ability but yeah it's funny like i i look back at these podcasts that we do and i always tell myself like all right i'm not gonna get into this shit every fucking podcast because i feel like i this is gonna bite me in the ass one day i know it is like it's i, I know like i'm gonna get like somewhere and some fucking bitch with blue hair is gonna pull this shit up <laughs> and it's gonna... hard to be like i hate you but I have to fucking like censor myself in the right ways. Like it's, oh, it's yeah, like I hate yeah. I hate pretending that I have to like tolerate it, but I I don't I don't know. It's just, it's just such a weird dynamic because like I have a lot of friends on both sides, and I'd say the majority of the people that I'm around are more left leaning. So it's like I have to hear this shit all fucking day, but it's weird for me because like I don't really have a place politically. Like I I just apathy just fills me now. So it's like even if they're right, it's like maybe, but you're really fucking annoying. So. I'm just gonna assume you're wrong <laughs> yeah and like i i mean like like i mean i've talked about this i don't know about on the podcast you specifically like i would describe myself as like i'm just kind of center right whereas like i mean i'm just like i'm just right in the sense that like i'm just so opposed to anything on the left i'm like this is just not good for society so i'm like anything that's not that i'm fine with um, but there are also, like, like I said, like, I, I mean, I look at it through the lens of my Christian faith. So there's just certain things where I'm just like, yeah, I mean, like, I just, it just, it's becoming harder and harder to, to vote a certain way. If you really take your Christian faith seriously. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, for you, you have more of that stake in it. For me, like, I look at it like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about what side does it. I just want this, like, even if something I don't think is a good idea, I hope it fucking works. Like, like we're wasting too much of our energy and our potential. So it's like, I don't give a shit what political party is in power. Just fucking figure shit out and that'll be fine. Like, I, I don't, I'm not smart enough to have a say either way. What I fucking hate is the rhetoric that everyone says that is fact when all of a sudden they're just becoming the one thing that they despise themselves. Like they're just being intolerant, shitty fucking ideologies all day. So it's like, even the people that agree with a lot of like social justice stuff, like even it's getting to the point where it's like, I, it's, it's like everyone's infighting. No one knows what's the actual correct path to be on. Everybody has to get their representation in. So they're, they're fighting about it's, it's like, even if you on that side, it's, it's too much to fucking keep up with. And then you got okay. the fucking people on the right just saying, like, oh, this has to be how life is. This very simple, you know, list of <laughs> archetypes to be or the way you're supposed to structure your life. So it's just, like, it's there's there's no place to fit in with anybody in this fucking country. Like, our choices suck either way, and the people are just god-fucking-irritating. Yeah, like, you were saying with the people that are so, like, ideologically driven, it's like... Oh, it drives me insane. Yeah, but, like, just some of the... Like, Such hypocrites. Some of the stuff that's just, like, generally believed now... I'm like, okay, that that's, like, straight up inaccurate. Like, just... Yeah. This is literally, like, we've been taught lies. Yeah, it's... I mean, we've like, always been taught lies and, like, half-truths and censoring information. Like, that's been fucking... Since the dawn of man, that's just been how bureaucracy works. Like, you're not gonna get the full story because it's not in our best interest. I'm sorry, mm. it's not in their best interest... It's in our best interest, but not theirs. That's just how it goes. Like, and whatever, fine. We're, the whole of humanity is finding out, killing the fucking people, and then the people in power that replace them do the same shit. Like, there's never been an equal power balance. It's just tips of scale, back and forth, left, right, blah, 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 kill this guy, new guy does this shit. It's just, it's never going to get better. So I'm not expecting that to get better. What I can expect is the general people to understand this, and so all the shitty psychology things or all the shitty social things they believe, they realize they have no fucking effect or like any sort of intelligence or any sort of like it's just it. All it does is hurt the relationship with everyone around them, and it just makes them sound like entitled whiny hypocrites. Yeah, because they'll do like, the exact opposite yeah. of everything they fucking preach. Yeah, because like I mean, I just think like it just. When you do that, it just leaves you so unsatisfied, you know? It's like there's just... Yeah, because I'm just like... Just because you don't have everything you could possibly ever want, like, that that's not a bad thing, right? And, you know, and like, I'm not saying, like, a ha-ha, look at me, I have less than you. It's like, no, I mean, I'm just as privileged as you are. But it's like... It just it, it it gets to a point, and like I know America's built on the idea of of you know including everyone and stuff like that, and and like you know because it's the only nation. G.K. Chesterton, um, he talked about this, which I think is really interesting. America is the only nation that is founded on a creed as opposed to like it's just an ethno state, and it's like yeah, well we're all the same people. So, <laughs> um, it's like the only creed where it's you know like with the Declaration of Independence and everything. Um, and I understand like, that's what America is all about. Right. Is about like, you know, like we're all kind of different, but we're not, but like, we're uniting over the fact that like, you know, we're not going to kill each other and you know, there's going to be peace and we're just going to try to strive for like a, you know, I got, I got nice, healthy functioning society, which like, I mean, I guess like when you explain it like that, it, 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 like it kind of exposes 
like some flaws in in, in the creed right because it's like well you know how much stuff is allowed like who is in on it because you know because it because i'm I, my thing is i'm like it gets to a certain point where it's like okay like that's that that's too much you know like i mean i have that opinion about like the the lgbt stuff and and like among other things where i'm like or like you know satanism and stuff like that i'm like yes i understand like america is about including everyone like that's what it's about um but it's it's just like i said it gets to a certain point where it's like okay you're asking for too much like that that's that's too much it's not even like because like at the end of the day like we can have our specific code of conduct or creed or whatever people are going to fucking do what they're going to do regardless like i i don't like i don't feel like people have a sense of like patriotic duty or like patriotic culture in that way obviously everyone's against it now but like the whole inclusion thing is just to fucking make money like there's like like especially with companies right so like companies could give a shit about lgbtq if that wasn't the the popular thing like they'd be against it like if like let's pretend like you know we're back in the days where like it's a you can get killed for it right so it's like if if that continued into the modern era you'd have companies like sponsoring that it's like oh don't don't forget to buy your apple logoed stones to kill this gay person with you i mean like they don't give a fuck so it's like anytime anything's inclusive it's just under the guise of making money and most I, people like like people realize that, so it's like inclusion is only like it's. It, I guess to me it means like you're able to function in society without repercussions, just for being what you are. And fair enough, but like I don't think that it really matters either way because whatever the shittier rhetoric is is gonna win, and whatever the thing like because like it's all the government doing this shit. Like if like. Yeah. They're always pushing some sort of narrative, whether it's right wing ideology or left wing ideology, whatever the fuck, like it's just bad. So people can either choose to believe it and live their life being annoying as the humanly possible, or they can reject it. And then if they reject it too far and they're super vocal, they're also really fucking annoying. So it's like there's no way to win this system. So like you can say all the creeds and you can say all the good words, but at the end of the day, it's not going to make any sort of difference because the whole system is just not designed for progress. It's designed yeah. for just countless repetition like there's nothing new anyone says yeah it's all the same shit same fucking arguments same bullshit i think that a lot of like what you said is definitely the case now but i think um you know like in in in, like the civil rights movement and all that stuff like that wasn't really the case you know because like when you see these people and stuff like that they were genuinely like you know what like you know, like they—they uh, they weren't like doing this with the, with the under, like you know, with the undertone of America is like bad, like and America is inherently bad. They were like, no, America is great. We're just not in on it, you know, like because like the the yeah. actual, the actual because because they, they were like it's not living up to like this isn't America is what they're saying. Like America's great, just this isn't America. We need to make this America. Like we're we're we're, we're building on the idea of like the the nation that is free for everyone, right? Um, and like and even My, like the yeah. way. If you look at like the videos of like the people, like the very peacefully protesting, this like you know and like the like, the way they're the way they're dressed, like they're all dressed nicely, they're all being respectful, and like what no one wants to mention is that a lot of what was what was motivating these people, and like, even Martin Luther King, it was his day yesterday. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Was like was the Christian faith, you know? Like he he was saying like Jesus wouldn't want people segregated by just the way they look that's terrible and stuff like jesus jesus doesn't jesus wants to look at 
wants us to look at other people as people, right? And not as just like a generic person from the respective race, right? And that's, and, and, yeah. But it's like now people want to say, oh no, you know, like segregation and all that stuff was ended by, you know, all, all these like R&B musicians and all I'm like, shut up. No, it wasn't. It was the Christian my, faith. <laughs> my biggest thing, so it's like back in that day, like that is a very overtly oppressive system, right? So it's like people died and I honestly could give a shit if it was peaceful or not. So it's like, and in those days, like those were probably deserving of a legitimate like French revolution, right? People like people in power needed to die at that time, in my opinion. My thing with that is like Martin Luther King was overly optimistic of like the human concept of, you know, good and evil and free will. Right. So like, yeah, obviously, like you like if if obviously this is postulating, but like if I had to like get into the mindset like back in the civil rights era. So it's like his thing was like, OK, this isn't a, what America represents. So it's like we want our fair share and not want to be persecuted in society. But what he didn't account for is once that era is over, the government's just going to do it covertly to everyone. And then make oh, well, yeah, because like, that's 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 what I was saying. Because then it's like, this is just going to lead to, you know, asking for more and stuff like that. Um, well, it's and, not and even also, that. Well, it's just like, well, like no, there's no like, good system to change it to. Like it's he thought that like once the civil rights era is going to be over, like once people like see you know us as you know, human race as equals and you know the fact of prejudice and racism and all that shit is to be overcome by loving thy neighbor. That doesn't fucking matter when you still have an oppressive government, and they just—it's a—it's a—it's a switch, and it's a different way they do it now. It's not as overt, but still, like nothing has really changed, in my opinion, on the government side. Like they're always just gonna do what the fuck they're gonna do, and like have the public be at unrest at all times possible because fear motivates politics. You can't have a yeah, like, you can't like, have that political power without fear. So it's like yeah, they can't fucking kill black people in the streets no, openly. Like, Obviously, people right, can make terrible. an argument for like police. But that's not like a that's that's like cops aren't going and saying, yeah, I like killing black people like they're they're trying to cover their ass so they don't go to fucking jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like the Derek Chauvin thing. So it's like we had a video. The guy clearly fucking like it was obviously he's in prison because he fucking kneeled on a guy in handcuffs and killed him. Like that's like, apparent. Right. Like but no, the fucking no one looked at I had that. To hear, yeah. Like, yeah, literally no one saw that and was like, yep, that's that's good. Like everyone yeah, was like, like even on my. Yeah. But like, I, I don't understand why people take from that. Like all cops are bad. I'm like, guys, like what you that's you can that's that's like that's that's like a number one rule. It's like and it's in the Bible, too, where, where it's like you can't do that. You can't just like take one thing. And just do reductive reasoning and just like, oh, that, that applies to all things. It's like, no, that's not, like, it's not fair. It's not, like, it's not righteous. Like, it's, it's not good. This is a very complex topic. And I think it is yeah. really the only thing I can say with merit, like, the rest of it is just going to be whatever, um, is, like, obviously, because I, I, I know cops personally like there obviously are like good people that want to try to better the community but i think the way that we have our judicial system in place it is very difficult to be like a good cop like there's a lot of corruption and a lot of power and ego that gets involved and also like the training is just it's it's fucking it's ridiculous the amount of training that police get like it's it's fucking like overweight people can be cops like it's not a fucking oh yeah no it's it's retarded the way they do that so it's gotta be more yeah like shitty allocation of funding corrupt system so it's like it's very hard to be an actual good cop and that i think that's the biggest problem that's a different that's i think that's just a different story as opposed to what i was talking about at least right now i get the the whole point of a cab versus 
you know, support the cops. Like, I'm not even part of that train because, like, it's more nuanced than that. Like, obviously, there's bad cops and there's good cops, but, like, the good cops mainly get faith, especially nowadays. Like, they get so much scrutiny for everything. So it's like the people that are, like, they don't even, like, who would want to do that job? All right. Like, I support the cops in a sense where I'm like, guys, like, you can't just see someone in a, in a cop uniform and just look at them with a bad view. Like, that's not fair. You know, because it's like, yeah. did they have any have anything to do with whatever thing you hear about whoever cop did this? It's like, no, they're all like they're a yeah. person just as much as I am, just as much as you am. Like, you know, like, like just, yeah, I don't know. The only people that yeah. I judge them how they look are punk people. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like if they you have a, too. right, or it's like if you see a, a Ukraine flag on your house, I'm like, yep, I know everything I need to know about you. <laughs> God. Yep. which is sad if you really think about it it's been so politicized it's like a war-torn conflict and someone's trying to support like oh, fuck that guy which is really funny to think about like how it's been like this and that's why i'm saying like it doesn't help anything to be that way because yeah. it doesn't even matter if you're right on this issue you just no one wants to hear you because you just bitch and whine on such an idiotic level yeah. like you have shit takes on everything so like the one thing that you are right about just like no one's gonna hear you because you just kick and scream like a toddler Oh yeah, and, and like the, the fuck definitely, and like the way in which you actually do argue, you know, like it, it does matter. Like you could have like the the craziest take, but it's like if you actually have like if you're saying it well and you're confident, like that goes much better than some annoying Christian dude. Because right now, like I mean, obviously I want to believe the Christian dude because like I'm on his side, but it's like well. Yeah. If you're not really being respectful to the other person, then it's like, well, you know, I don't really know how much I could support you at that point. Yeah. I think, honestly, the biggest problem is accountability. And, like, I'll, I guess I'll add another thing to the cop thing. So, it's like Derek Chauvin, like, he's his, his case was important because, like, it's made an example. So, like, if there's more cases of, like, you have cops doing something that's clearly fucking illegal and clearly, like, manslaughter, murder, you know, planning drugs, whatever the fucking case may be, or just, like, harassment. So it's like actually having accountability, not just like, you know, winning, losing the lawsuit or losing the criminal case and then just, you know, move around the different departments. So it's like the fact that like if we have more accountability for shitty things that happen on the hand of cops, like I feel like we can get off of this all cops are bad shit. Like I think that's the biggest change, like the social justice or the the criminal justice reform thing. So it's like accountability because like body cams having those everywhere. So when it's a clear case like that, like, you know, jail time. So it's like. The whole point is like make an example off of shitty cops so we can get off of this fucking track and continue to like, you know, can progress as a society. So that's that's kind of thing. So I, hopefully that's going to be the case. And what I don't want to happen, though, is like it overextends and like, you know, a life and death situation gets treated automatically as murder. And then that that can go far in hand, too. But again, it's the shit just can get complicated. But if you have clear evidence, they need to go to jail. There's no way around it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the, that's the, that's kind of where I draw that line, because obviously accountability needs to be on both sides, but yeah, the the where we are right now, it's it's a fucking like it's a it's a dynamite stick ready to go. Right. <laughs> um. Well, so my thing, I'm like obviously, I think it would be better if people just didn't commit crimes, but you know you kind of have to accept that. That's people, always going to happen. Well, right. Like people, like, like, I, I know. <laughs> Except, but like, well, okay, but there's certain things where I'm like, you just we just kind of lack common decency, and it's like. Just don't do that. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I know, like, like you said, there's always is going to be people that do that. I know. Um, 
But at the same time, my point is the cops that actually do the bad shit, like have them be like have them more held to a cannibal standard. Because like the, sometimes people argue like is what the cop did illegal or profiling? Like that you can argue about back and forth all day and the racial you know yeah, the that... racial implications of both sides. But I'm saying like if it's like clear and cut, it's they've been shown from time to time to like not like penalize it as hard as they should and i think that's the biggest problem to me so it's like that doesn't help anybody like oh yeah I, clear, I understand that. they need to be fucking but, like it, accountability needs to be there oh right and it, well so my thing about like the profiling and stuff and it's like okay number one like if you're not doing anything illegal and you have nothing to hide then the, you know you shouldn't be scared just do what the cop says whatever and it's like and for a lot of people, like you know, I I, I don't know if this is if that that is what it, how it is, but I I, I want to say like for a lot of people that is the case, you know, like they get stopped and it's like, well, I mean, like I said, you know, like I know it can, I know it can make you mad, I know it, if you can, you can be treated unfairly, but it's like if you do what he says, there probably won't be any problems, and it's like, well, if there's still problems, then it's like, and you were treated unfairly or you were racially profiled, like you can deal with that later, and like I know you said that like um. Like you, like you said, well, the system sucks. And it's, yeah, like, I, I understand that. And it's like, well, you could say, okay, so that's the problem. Or you could go, okay, well, at the end of the day, it's like, what was the worst that happened? Like, I don't know, like, you got stopped. Like, nothing. I mean, like, you went on with your day. I don't know. Like, I know it's probably yeah. annoying. Like, I know, like, that's not, that's not a good thing. I've never experienced anything like that. And, like, I'm sorry if you had, but... Yeah, I mean, um, I've I've met some shitty cops. Like I've I've had cops like immediately when they pull me over, just assume I have drugs in the car. So it's like I've I've not been man. like racially profiled, but like I've 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 been like in situations with cops where they're trying to incriminate me. So it's like my here's my thing. So it's like I think that like for the people that do get profiled and and that's that it's a clear case of that. I think there should be more accountability for when that happens. But then on the upside, there's gonna be people that are gonna like try to bait that out of police just tr- try to go viral or whatever can have you so you know obviously you got to figure out that shit and just you know yeah. sift through who's lying and who's not lying and having more body cam and more actual evidence and all that shit to go through it that's just an like that's just a necessary evil of society like we can't inherently say something happened we have to figure this out and it's difficult i just want that process to be better so it's like if somebody that's a criminal that actually did something can be that's not a racial thing. And then the cop that is profiling that is clearly doing it, then that needs to be taken into account. So it's like, I, I want both of those things to happen at the same time. I want accountability from both sides. And yeah, that's, that's, that's the only way, way we can move it. past this. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Um, and it's not going to happen, but you know, it's fucking fun to dream. It's just, it's, it's I hate this bit. argument of like support all cops or fuck all cops. Like it's, just, it's so fucking dumb. I mean, I'd rather support all cops and fuck all cops, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's also, I mean, it's it's like, it's like priests, you know, it's like, there's always going to be shitty priests, <laughs> like how there's shitty cops or shitty anybody, you know, like just a profession by its end. Like, I know I'm not saying you think this, but for a lot of people, it's like a profession is not inherently bad. Well, unless you're like, you know, like an abortionist or something like that, but that's, that's a completely different topic. Um, but what I wanted to say was like, um, wait, fuck. God, that, wait, we were so we were talking about the. Oh wait, yeah, did I tell you I got stopped once? What happened? Um, so I was on the way to practice the Christmas play, and I was wearing my costume, right? 
Then do you remember what that looks like? I remember you had your face painted, but I don't remember specifically what it was. No, no, not that. It was the one for the, you know, I was wearing the turban and the, the robes. Oh, that one. That, oh yeah. <laughs> that, that costume. So then. No. <laughs> right. So then he pulls me over and I thought for, I was like, I knew I shouldn't have worn it. I should have just waited to get there and put it on. So. <laughs> but see, you have that innate reaction. That's what. No, <laughs> I, I, I know. Like, but, but then I realized, but like, you know, I just did what the officer said. And then I realized, and he's like. Did you know that your front headlight wasn't on? I was like, oh, okay. Because I didn't know what it was about. Because I was so afraid that like he just <laughs> saw me like wearing a turban and he thought like, oh shit. <laughs> but um, yeah. like that. Uh, but like you say, that is my innate reaction. But then you know, it's like, well, I mean, I just did what he said and we got on with it. It's got a warning, which is nice. But um, yeah. but I, yeah, for me, I mean, like, I'm not worried. <laughs> I mean, then. yeah, well, like before, so like I pulled over, but like, before he actually came out, so I like just I took that turban and just like just took it off and put it in the way. <laughs> <laughs> like thank God. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, I don't uh, normally dress like this, officer. I'm just going to practice the Christmas play. And he's like, oh, where is it? And I just told him where it was. And then he's like, oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard to have this conversation because, like, I clearly know that, like, cops do racially profile and then some of them don't. So it's like, is it the majority of them who do or don't? Who knows, right? I mean, who the... me, like, I, Dude, I who... don't have, like, a... I don't, like, when I get pulled over, like, I'm not thinking of, like, I'm going to lose my life. I'm thinking of, like, they're going to put me in jail for a drug charge. Like, I feel like, 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 a cop would plant drugs on me more, like, than they would, like, think I have a gun and try to kill me. So it's like, I don't have that fear. So in that respect, like it, it is nerve wracking, like no matter who you are to get pulled over by the cops. But obviously if you feel like you're going to lose your life, that's even more fucking debilitating. So there is some real danger to it. But then the fact that it's been oversensitized, got everybody scared that they're going to get shot by their having a police interaction. That's, it's just done more harm than good. So that's why I think having more accountability, you know, trying to fucking fix relationships between communities and police and all that shit and just trying to switch it so it's not an inherently oppressive system because what they need to stop fucking doing is all these goddamn tickets and all these permits and shit. Like, they need to, like obviously, if you're dangerously driving, yeah, but, like, if you're going 15, if you're traveling by yourself at night and you're going 20 over, you should not get a fucking speeding ticket. Like, I'm sorry. You just, like, they need to stop trying to get money for bullshit charges. And I think that'll help drastically. Like, they should only be there if you're needed in an emergency or if, like, if somebody's, like I said, if they're driving aggressive, if they're becoming aggressive, someone breaks into your house. It's, like, actually using police resources to not harass people. If you give them less options to do that, I feel like it also would help, too. Yeah. So, like, you only need them in emergencies. Like, they're not there to fucking police the streets for jaywalking or fucking all this other dumb shit. So, like, if you take away their ability to do that, I feel like they'd spend more time actually, like, busting real criminals and, you know, fucking keeping the peace rather than just harassing everyday people for no fucking reason. Like, oh, your taillight's out. Like, thanks, bro. I have to spend money on this. Thanks for also making me spend more money for your ticket. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, it's 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 a dumb system the way we have it. So, the system needs to change before anything changes. Boy, I had a... I had a question. Like, how do how does the self defense law work? So, like, if someone trespasses, like, do you have the right to shoot them? Or- it de- it depends on the state. I think in Virginia, it's like a last resort thing, maybe, or it's like right because it's like you have to. You have to call you have to the prove cops that or, or whatever. No, no, you have to prove that your life was in danger. So, like, I if if somebody breaks into my house and he doesn't have a weapon and I kill them. I might get a manslaughter charge, but they break into my house and they also have a weapon. 
then that is more plausible that I could, you know, get off with self-defense. But it, it difference, it's different from state to state. If you're in Texas, you could probably shoot somebody from your porch. <laughs> um, um, but oh, I heard well, a story, I think it was if, in um, Ken. Hmm? What if, like, so if they come in and, like, they don't mean any harm and you ask them to leave and they don't, you just call the then cops. Then you just right? call the cops. You you can't fucking shoot somebody for that, <laughs> unless see. like they're coming for you or like that's what I'm saying. Like in, I think in Virginia you have to prove that they were like your life was threatened. But I heard a story once about um I, this was some shitty midwestern state. This lady was home alone and she had a baby and a toddler and people were trying to break into her house and she could see them from the front porch window so she like bars the couch and then she goes behind it and she has a shotgun and she's on the phone with 911 and she's like these people are breaking into my house what can i do and she was like pretty much whatever you feel like to, you can do to defend your kids so as soon as they open the door she fucking blew them off their porch <laughs> damn dude that's funny yeah so i i did like i said it depends on the state but that that's the thing with me so it's like I don't want to, like, even, like, like I'm not even thinking about the legality. Like, obviously, like, it's scary. Like, I don't want to go to jail for anything. But, like, I don't want to kill anybody either. Like, if somebody was breaking into my house, 99% of the time, it's going to be somebody just trying to steal shit. So, it's like a pump of a shotgun will make them flee. Or, like, let's say somebody breaks into my house. I see them. I have a gun on them. I'm not just going to shoot them. I'm just going to tell them to leave and call the cops. Like, I, I don't want to Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Right, yeah. I would be the same way. I would just, like, yell at the top of my lungs, like, get out, get out, like, get the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, like. Yeah, like most people, unless they're psychotic, like a gun will like will steal them off. Like they'll, you know, those people like they try to steal packages off your porch. As soon as they notice the ring camera, they go, oh, "Sorry, wrong house," and they're fucking go- like they don't want to be caught. They want to be gone. Definitely, but yeah. Unless it's like your friend sets you up, or it's a love triangle, or it's like they're there to kill you. Then yeah, you're fucking fight to the death. But most people are just trying to rob your shit. So if they see anybody home, or if they see that you have a gun, then they're fucking gone. Yeah, I don't want to kill anybody. That's not. I don't want that on my conscience. Like, I would try to like I would look up like areas to shoot somebody and potentially like not kill them. So like I'll maim somebody. I could give a shit, but I don't want to fucking kill them. Yeah, like that. That scene in Breaking Bad and like the first season where he has to, where he has to come to grips with like killing somebody. Yeah, that was brutal. That was like one of the best scenes I've seen on TV. Yeah. And he so really good. didn't want to do it, but it's the fact that, you know, he stole the shard of the plate and he was going to kill him anyway. So and he like, knew that he was going to die. So he's like, and even, even if, cause like, but man, that, that, that's the whole scene and dynamic was just such an interesting look at like loyalty and like trust that we have as humans, you know? And like yeah. how we can easily like trick people. It's just like, even if, like, do you think that the guy who was, who was chained up had, good intentions or he was just saying that shit just to, to let him go um yeah he was just saying the shit to let him go right but it's so weird because it just it felt so real you know well that's the i mean it's just great acting but like in i don't know like like if i thought about it from his perspective drug dealer like it's just like it's like the disrespect it doesn't even matter if it's romo he's like his mind like he has to kill him like, well, yeah, I guess like it, it's not like he was—he wasn't thinking like, oh, I need to kill him. Like he was just, well, he's just the guy who locked me up. I need to get out, and the only way I can get out is is killing him. If I kill him, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I, I don't think he cared. Yeah, which, I feel which like is you could sad still have a real way, moment but, with yeah. some. Well, I mean, that is the complexity of life. Like, I feel like you can have a real moment with somebody, even though you still want to kill them or try to escape. Like, you can try to fake it to save your life, but like, you can't have a genuine moment and then still have your motives. Yeah, like you know, have you read the Killing Joke? 
the Batman, oh, no. the Batman comic, like we're at the end, and like people debate about the ending because no one knows what the fuck happens, which is what makes it really cool. Is like um, the whole thing is like the super deep, like philosophical, like thing of like the Batman versus, versus the Joker and how like they're alike and everything and and stuff like that, um, and like at the end, like Batman's about to kill him, and then the Joker is like no and then he like tells him a joke and then they just like start laughing and then it shows like a a, a panel of like of, of like it's it's not showing them anymore and you see like the ha 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 on the second panel like the second to last and then the la- and then the last one it's just the the raindrops hitting the concrete on and it just the ha ha's aren't there so it's like yeah. what happened you know like i did were they just being insane were, were they having a genuine moment i don't know it's such a cool scene and like i said people debate about that all the time because some people think that batman killed him and they just didn't want to show that on the the thing because it's like like i said it's like the last two panels are like the same thing right with the puddle on the ground it's just one of them has ha 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 and then the other one is just nothing so it's like i really don't know it's so fascinating to think about yeah, I mean, and that's why I like the reflection because I feel like that's actually a real life moment. Because I've had conversations with people that I cut like fucking can't stand, but like I've I've laughed really hard with a lot of them. You know what I mean? Like, there's always moments where you can share that with somebody. So, oh, yeah. and that's what I don't like about a lot going back to all this fucking rhetoric that most of these people believe. Like, they feel like that that can never exist. Like, it's just constant enemies to everything. It's like there's no nuance. Nothing can ever progress except the way that you wanted to so that's what i can't stand it's like they they miss out on so much of life being fucking vitriolic to everyone around them well right e- even in their um, own circle like it's just it's ignorance all around yeah and like like you said there's no nuance but even if there is it's like there's only nuance within your worldview you know yeah it's your own parameters which is stupid because they they have such narrow parameters and they have high standards unreasonable standards for everyone else around them and they and yet they have no accountability for their own actions and then they'll blame mental illness or blame whatever shit excuse they can and like it's just it's just so goddamn exhausting to like and that's why like i i i unfriend a shit ton of people that are like that because before i used to like the drama i was like who is this dumb bitch fighting today like i just i just it's to the point where it's just like this is too much dumb shit and it's really starting to have an effect on me because like you get older there's no point me it's well, it's like I'm catching myself. So it's like I look forward to waking up to get angry at people. Like, that's just retarded. So, Damn. delete you out of my life. Nice. <laughs> delete. It's, it's that simple, too. It's just like, what am I holding on to this for? Like, like the fact that it was entertaining watching people, like, down spiral. Like, I don't know. It's just it's just dumb. No, so, it's I just, not like, I don't, really don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, and they're still doing it to this day. I can guess there's there's a po- there's a call out post every fucking day from these idiots. So yeah, gives a fuck. But anyways, yeah. Well, I mean it's it's late. I think we have to leave it here. Uh, this is a good one. I like yeah. this one. Um, yeah, good yeah. little two hours. Yeah, it was, it was a nice length. Um, <laughs> so just tell me about Thursday because I th- I want to be able to do the next one on Tuesday because I want to. Get him out at a fact. You know, I, I was kind of slacking, and then, um, well, no, I I was working on a playlist, and then it got the copyright thing. So then it, it, there was things, that, and it didn't let me post it. So I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Um, and it was. I, was and say, it, I would just post the last one. Right, but it was such a great, like it was such a bomb playlist. 
Oh, it was the Mexican playlist. But then, so yeah, YouTube is really fucking getting fascist about it. Yeah. Well, so and then I was like, okay, let me just take a look at what songs were copyrighted, and then I can just edit it from there. The only problem is, so out of like twenty songs, like fourteen of them got copyrighted. I'm like, what? No, I, I just forget the Mexican. Like, I this playlist will be different. Like, um, so then that happened, and then I tried to do a Brazilian one. And that one I actually can do because out of like 20, I think maybe eight or nine did, which is less, right? So I think I could, or even less than that, it's probably like six. And I could definitely change six songs out of 20, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I concur. Right. But I just felt bad because like I spent all that time. And I didn't even get a post out of it because I'm sure like, because, dude, I've got so many views on my playlist. It's crazy. And I've kind of I've built up a following. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is kind of a kick in the nuts. But, you know, working around copyrights always a bitch, especially the way that YouTube does it. So it's mm-hmm. just good luck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> can't be me. I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, I, I'm tired of shit. So good night, man. Good night. Yeah.